politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Bottoms up Most of the New England ones remind me of orange juice. Bottoms up, and welcome back. And I need a drum roll, please. Thank you, Knobs <laughs> and Fred, because we are here celebrating 100 episodes. And it's actually uh, not exactly 100 because we had some 0.5 episodes in there and some off-brand, yeah. you know, off-number episodes. But this one is what we call a number 100. And so I have invited back the original crew of Knobs and Fred, and they have graciously decided to, you know, allocate their time to help me out with 100. Well, I mean, you kind of bribed us with free beer, so <laughs> you know we wouldn't be too far. Yeah. Um, I mean, you brought out the microphone after we walked through the door and said, let's do an episode. Of, no, but not really. Um, and I don't think that would get you to come by every single week either at this point. <laughs> although, although, inflation, right? Beer's going up. Everything's going up, right? So uh -huh. maybe free beer has greater value now than it, it, it did just a couple of weeks it, ago. It depends if the cost of beer is greater than the cost of gas to get here. And then there's that, yeah. And, and maybe we'll, we'll touch on all those uh, subjects. But uh, before we do, let's go to the beers that I do have for us all. And we'll start off with a Griffin Claw, and the name I thought was uber political right mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. you know couldn't fit any better especially for some of our topics called conflict of interest griffin claw says it, it's a new england ish style ipa has anyone seen what the 6.0 yeah it's uh, okay yeah 6.0 25 ibus which is kind of low for a new england ipa i i think right 25 ibus yeah yeah that's on the lower side so let's crack them up and I, I think it's it's an interesting label. It's like there's a label. Well, it's hardly sort of. They did like a third of the way up. They they designed and decorated it, and then the upper two thirds of the label is just silver against the silver can. And I don't quite understand. Did they run out of imagination? I mean, <laughs> what's going on here? What do you think the conflict of interest is? Is it the fact that it's New England ish? Or just a name. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, there's no uh, little synopsis of right. the beer anywhere. Yeah. I like when they do that, when they yeah. kind of tell us about why they named it or what mm -hmm. it's about, what I'm expecting. Uh, like Fred said, it's mostly just a silver label. Yeah. Wow, talk about a beer that pours a big head. Holy moly. <laughs> but it's also, geez, Fred, but it's also one of those uh, like thin heads. It's not like a real thick head. It's You know what I mean? It's got like the big bubbles to it. I wasn't sure. I wanted some head on the beer so i wasn't sure what was going to happen so mm. i kind of poured for it and it went overboard um, <laughs> and it's still there well hey palms up and cheers, and cheers. Guys. great to have you guys back in the studio good to be here really appreciate it hey, it smells really good the orange really comes out mm -hmm. in the aroma not a citrus uh nice Nice golden hazy color to it. It almost kind of, the, 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 the orange is not the sweet part of the orange. It's kind of the orange rind or that 
Yeah, it's like orange peel. Or that stuff that's in between the seeds. You yeah. Know? That's, yeah. That's kind of, it's that kind of orange. But maybe it's New England-ish in the way that they made it. But it, it, to me, it doesn't really scream. But you, you said earlier, Fred, that New England sometimes are more citrusy than hoppy. And so in, in that way, you'd have to say this is kind of New England-ish. It's a lot of them you get, it's like drinking a glass of orange juice sometimes. I got so much, like the M43s that Nob mentioned. See, I don't think of, I drink a lot of M43, and I don't think it's orange-ish. Ish. Everything's ish no, right now. It's it's citrusy. Not yeah, just yeah orange, I, I think but. that, yeah. Without being too grapefruity-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I drink it, and I think of Anita Bryant. <laughs> Nob's ain't going to get that nope. one. Nope. <laughs> Woof <laughs> right over. Man, that's, that's old. Uh, and uh, I am... Oh! <laughs> What's that? I'm 60, 60 as AF. fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's an awesome shirt. I bought it for myself for my 60th birthday. <laughs> Which wasn't this year. It was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can only wear it. What do we got? Another month and a half? Uh, true. True. Both of us, so... Yeah. There we yeah. go. And then I'll be, you know, on the ceiling of 50s. Pushing up, yeah. Fifty nine, huh? Don't even want to think about it. Just a number, except for all the other problems. Yeah, keep it. telling yourself <laughs> yeah. that. I'll tell you about my doctor schedule, <laughs> Mister Man. The, the the pill box with every day. <laughs> so, what do you think of the beer? I like it. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's fairly light for an IPA. Uh, I love the citrus flavor to it. I like the frothy head on it. Uh, it's smooth. This is a definite for me. It is definitely not bitter. The IBUs are low and it tastes that way. It's a summer beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm with you on that, Nobs. I, I would stock this. Yep. You know, in in the basement fridge, it's clean and refreshing, and there's a there's enough there where it's not like a week. <laughs> Last night, we went to a, a concert and we ate at the Atwater Brewery beforehand. And I was looking at their, their list of beers, and I was someone asked me to get them something mellow. and But he wanted high ABV mellow. <laughs> so he wanted like a, like a lager that was high ABV. Right, yeah. And so I'm going back and forth with the guy. And they, they didn't really have that offering. They didn't really have something that was 6, 7 plus that was, you know, your, your, your basic non-flavored beer, right? But then he offered... MGD. Well, he, no, because it's Atwater. So he offered me the Purple Gang. Oh. And I was like, no, can't do it. Because if you recall, we eviscerated that yeah. beer. Yeah, I remember going to say that. That wasn't yeah. one of our favorites. No, the Purple Gang Pilsner kind of doomed... Oh, that's right. Doomed that the that, that was our first Pilsner, I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And, and and I said, yeah, that'll work. And like, no, wait a minute, no. <laughs> yeah, we pulled a blanket party on that beer. <laughs> Still not as bad as the blueberry pancake. Beer. Oh, yeah. No, no. no. If you think about it, though, we, we didn't really have much, and I hate to say this, but we didn't have much luck with Atwater. We liked their artwork mm-hmm. all the time because mm-hmm. they always had yeah. that interesting artwork, but most of the beer, it wasn't for me. The first beer that I had there, and I'd, I'd have to look up their listing to remember what it was, but I was underwhelmed. Then I had another one, and it was like, okay, this is, this is pretty good. I, I wish I would have had this first. I don't want to slam them. I mean, they've been around for a while. A lot of people like them, but I just... Remember every time Atwater showed up at one of these get-togethers, it's mm-hmm. like, Ugh, yeah. I know where this is going. <laughs> um, and it's a cool brewery down mm-hmm. on Joseph Campo, right, right downtown 
We we didn't go to the gentrified Gross Point one. That's that's the one Dill wanted to go to. Like, uh, no, no, no. We're you gotta go downtown. Yeah, yeah. Where was your show? Who was downtown? Was that real? Real quick, I, I got a, a funny story to tell about uh, last night. So we had been uh, bequeathed four tickets to see Buddy Guy at Greektown Casino. Our, our friend, Mister. Ticketmaster, uh, he's always giving out tickets because he buys them and then can't use them. So four of us went, and he told me it was at Greektown Casino. The tickets kind of implied it was Greektown Casino, but I didn't even know they had a music venue there. So we park, we get there, the show starts at 8, we get there after Atwater at like... 7.35, we park the car. Uh, there is a warm-up band, too. We get into the, we walk into Greektown Casino, and we're kind of looking around, like, where's the music venue? Where's, you know, a sign or something, right? Like, you know, what's going on here, right? We, we look confused. And so we go over by the elevators, and there's a guy on his cell phone over in the elevator, by the elevators. And he's, I can tell he's kind of wrapping up his phone call. And I said to Big Wave, he looks like an old-time rocker. He must know about the Buddy Guy show. So I walk over there and I say, hey, do you know where the Buddy Guy concert is? And he said, uh, well, it's like a couple blocks away. Ooh. He goes, but I don't really know exactly where. And I said, oh, okay. He goes, but that guy should. So he kind of pointed to a guy at the door, right? So then we go to the door and the guy says... It's at the music hall. So the music hall is kind of like right next to Tiger Stadium. I don't know if you've ever yeah, been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've seen it. So it, it was it was Greek Town Casino presents. Uh, okay, but Bobby told me it was in Greek Town Casino. So anyway, so so a valet guy or whatever he tells us, you know, and it's like a seven minute walk over to the music hall. So we go over there and we we get our drinks. We sit down. It's like five minutes after eight. Just as we sit down, the lights <laughs> the lights go dark. <laughs> And the warm-up act comes out, and it's the guy it's that we the, asked. It's the dude. <laughs> what? It's the dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we all look at each other, and then just bust out laughing. We just could not believe it. The warm-up guy was this this uh, this old-time rocker named uh, Tom Hambridge, who's a drummer for tons of blues guys. Like some you may or not know, but he's he's done drum work for George Thorogood, Sonny Landreth, Buddy Guy, you know. And he's produced a lot of albums for blues guys as well, including Buddy Guy. And he's kind of got his own thing going right now where a little unique. He did his solo act was him with a snare drum and a cymbal. And then he kind of, I, I, I guess I would describe it, describe them as sort of like um, little blues ditties. His lyrics were really sort of whimsical and humorous. And then he had an organ accompaniment who's also part of Buddy Guy's band. And then when Buddy Guy came out, he was the drummer. Oh, mm. yeah. double um, dipping, eh? Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was Buddy Guy's drummer as well as being this this guy. And, you know, That's, he, a, that's he, a crazy coincidence. He, he had one lyric that I love, and I'm, I'm going to use it as often as I can. Uh, I gave up drinking for 12 years, and then I turned 13. <laughs> <laughs> A little tongue in cheek. Uh, yeah, I love it. Good. Like, yeah, that was that, that. That was the kind of music that he wrote, you know. And he, he also talked about how he's tired of writing sad blues songs, so he thought he'd write a happy one. And and then he says, and it's always important in your blues music to tell the audience what's happening in the first line. So here's my happy blues song. I didn't know how wonderful it was until you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, and then there was a whole song about, you know, how he can smoke cigars in his living room and, you know, not take showers and that kind of stuff. So sort of like a um, 
<clears throat> a blues version of the White Stripes. Uh, yeah. Drum and one instrument. Yes. Yeah. yeah, maybe, but without the, the guitar. Well, yeah. you had an organ instead. So, uh, yeah, no, it was it was entertaining. Um, and the rest of the show was pretty good, but I, I won't get into my my review of Buddy Guy shows because they're really not very favorable. Uh, but he's a legend. He's a legend, right. He's an absolute legend. Just one question yeah. about Buddy Guy. It, just something I was thinking about. Did you ever see him play with his brother, Phil? Phil? Uh, I think Because I saw Phil Guy play at the soup kitchen hundred years ago, but I'd never heard of them. I don't think I've together. ever seen them play together. And I, and I know you'd seen Buddy Guy. A number I think of I times. was with you at the soup kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wave and I were talking about that last night. We were talking about Phil Guy and that we. And I said, yeah, remember, didn't we see him down at the warehouse district? I couldn't remember the name of the the venue. It's called was, the soup. The kitchen. soup kitchen, right? Right by the just east of the. Yeah, no, that's where we go see the Buzz Tones and Coco Taylor and you know a bunch of others like that. Places still there. Soup kitchen. I don't think so. Hmm. Sad. Yeah. It was a good good spot. I remember. I it's like that may have been the best live blue show I've ever seen. I just remember that guitar player. It wasn't Phil Guy, but the guitar player mm-hmm. he had. That guy almost made me cry a couple of times. He just was amazing. Yeah. That that concert's always stuck out. I'm not sure that Phil Guy wasn't at Buddy Guy's place when you and I were there in Chicago. I think Phil Guy might have been on stage that night, too. Mm, I don't recall. I don't recall much about that evening, either. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> All I do recall getting thrown out of a cab, though. And running to That's the train. That's never, ever, ever happened to anybody else other than him. <laughs> it was epic evening. It really was. It really was. Uh, now, if you haven't heard the stories of, of that I, night... I need to hear the stories of yeah, this night. Yeah, we'll, 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 uh, wow. we'll have to do them off air. Yeah. You know. But, uh, Nobs, you weren't sure you were going to be able to swing this tonight because you were traveling, right, this week? Uh, yeah, I just got back a few days ago. From the center of it all? Yes, from the capital of the United States of America, Washington, D.C. Were, were you there on, on business, pleasure, combo? Uh, just pleasure. Oh, uh, I, okay. I thought maybe they sent you there for something. Nope. <laughs> because I'm a government employee, yeah. but nope. I, uh, I've just always wanted to go to D.C. ever since Great I was place. a little kid. And I've never traveled by myself either. So this was a personal challenge to myself. Oh, hey. All right. And I wanted to I see it. the story. I wanted to see it before, you know, a bunch of right-wing militia types burned it down. <laughs> so I went. I went for six days and five nights. Uh, stayed at a little hotel right by the National Mall. Everything was within walking distance, and it was a great time. I'm yeah, no, I think DC is, is, been, is a blast. Well, so, I've been, but only on a bus passing through. Uh, hmm. I have been at least twice, but I think three times. Once before the daughter was born, but the wife was pregnant. Once with the kids, and once for business. So... Maybe there was a fourth time in there too. I don't know, but at least three overall takeaway or or things that you were you know surprised by or disappointed or disappointed by. Yeah, well, underwhelmed or overwhelmed with. I can say I was disappointed by the beer selection in DC. (laughs) Um, We don't. We 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 never should take it for granted. We take it for granted in Michigan. No, we we don't. No, we don't. We because you can you can. I've been listening to previous podcasts and our podcast, Uh and we talk about how often we are lucky to be living in Michigan. So. I was at this great little uh, restaurant by my hotel. Uh, shout out to the Elephant and Castle. Okay. It's a British pub. 
Oh, they're actually chained. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, but still, great place. And I want to see their beer selection, and I saw this... Uh, That's not going to be a craft beer selection place. There was, like, two yeah. from D.C. area. One was D.C. Brow, which is, like, one of the larger uh, craft breweries in D.C., and it was just mediocre at best. Yeah, I mean, they might have, like, an Alaskan Amber, yeah. maybe, and a Hawker Shore. Uh, there was know. an IPA that was local there as well, and going from Two Hearted to whatever that was was just a huge disappointment. It was awful. <laughs> So, no, that was that was the low point. That and the the food in the area. What was what what was the thing that you you really enjoyed the most? Like what what, what whether it was a monument or uh well a museum uh, whatever. Arlington was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the changing of the guard, even though it happens like every thirty minutes and it's not rare or special or anything, just to be there and to witness the uh, spectacle, mm-hmm. the whatever you want to call it, yeah. was. Uh, it took my breath away. Yeah, that's it cool. Was, it was amazing. Uh, National Archive Museum. Okay, didn't I've never been there. Surprisingly, like if you go and look up like stuff to do in D.C., it's not one of the highest ones, but it has the original Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and Bill of Rights on display. Mm-hmm. And it's the museum where they archive everything with the federal government. You know, every tweet, memo, anything gets Except saved for there. fifteen boxes. <laughs> and but and, who had those? Right. Um, and six hundred emails or something <laughs> like that that they're now from from Eastman. They're trying to get out of yeah. Eastman. So sorry. That that was really cool to see. Uh, and then I uh, got involved <laughs> in my first major large rally as well. Oh, okay. So there was a uh, a pro-choice rally held on Saturday. About fifteen thousand people were there, and I kind of. Joined in, and we watched marched from uh, Washington Monument to the Supreme Court. Cool, very, very cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. You know. I, I was in uh, Florida last weekend, and uh, you know, we we stumbled into a, a, yep. a pro choice. Uh, same rally was nationwide. Oh, I, okay. I didn't didn't realize that. Yep. Um, I didn't know how organic this was, but but turnout was pretty good where we were at as well. I, I feel as though pro choice doesn't. Fit the gravity of the situation. Like I, I almost didn't want to call it a pro-choice rally hmm. because it's so much more than that. When now that we're getting into it, like it was okay for sake of discussion. Yet pro-life and pro-choice, and everyone knew what what that kind of meant, right? But the status quo was that abortion was legal and hmm. was was a right, right? Now that it looks like it's on the verge of losing that pro-choice, just doesn't seem strong enough, a strong enough word for what we're losing. It's, it's the simplified word choice for it, yeah. And, and, and I, kind and of I, dumbed down. And, you, you know, when I was <clears throat> at the rally, like some of the chants and, and a lot of the posters, I thought encapsulated what was at risk more than just losing your choice. It was like my body, and it could have been my choice, but I think there was something else, my body, my life, you know. You know, it, it, was, it was much more dire. Mm-hmm. Than just losing that choice, right? Yeah, everyone was fired up, and, absolutely. Um, and uh, I mean, it goes more into you know, the one of the signs was uh, you know, pro-choice is healthcare or abortion is healthcare, whatever you want, mm-hmm. whatever the sign said. But you know, that went along with it. Um, the other one was you know, get religion out of government, you know, democracy not theocracy. Right, right. Those and those are much bigger themes than to say, okay. We're gonna lose that pro-choice battle that mm-hmm. we've been we've been holding on to for uh, forty years, right, or fifty years. It'd be you know fifty years next year. So I think right, yes, oh, seventy-three. Yeah, sounds about right. So 
I don't think it's something that we can change, but I think in the um, in the in the in the current dialogue, and and I kind of like that the current dialogue isn't using a lot of pro-choice. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you hear about the national stories and kind of you know what's at stake, they they do make it seem like it's a it's a much bigger deal. And it really is you know? too. And and then the other thing that I think that the left is doing well, and as we kind of pregame, we don't always do very well in in this situation is doing a better job of characterizing the rights position on this, right? Because, you know, we're not accepting that it's pro-life. I, I, again, that was a term that we were willing to accept when things were the status quo and the right was given. And you guys want to call it pro-life and we're going to call it pro-choice and, you know, we'll just keep Whatever. going on. There's right? a yeah. law in place to... Right. right. But but we know that it's not pro-life and, and, and they are not pro-life. And it's really just nothing more than pro-forced birth. Right. It's, it's yep. forced birth. Yeah, because they don't give two shits what happens to the kid afterwards. And and, and it's pro-birth regardless of what happens to the mother, too. It's, it's Yeah. I, I mean, you know, and that's the line. And, and you know, I, I know we have kind of hit on this before <clears throat> in earlier podcasts, and I've probably repeated this. I, I kind of understand, but I don't agree with, right, that you cannot, the right cannot carve out exceptions for rape and incest. It doesn't work on a practical level. So they haven't. <laughs> so now they don't. They understand that. And so, you know. You still see people that say that, though. Where it's like, well, you can have pro-choice you know, with these exceptions. But but then when you confront them about that, yeah. and if you really pin them down, it doesn't work. If, if you allowed exceptions for rape and incest, you could have possibly a lot more people accused of rape. Mm-hmm. And an accusation of rape, an indictment of rape, or a conviction of rape. And by the time that process plays out, kid's 12. <laughs> incest is not quite as messy, no poor pun intended, but all these different states have different laws in terms of what is considered incest mm-hmm. and what is not. And you can get into some really sort of like gray areas of like second cousins and crap like that. I mean, it, it gets it, it just gets really bizarre. And then especially in and I don't want to get into the ugliness of like it doesn't matter if it's incest if it's uh, an adult on a minor, right? Then that then that's rape again, right? So it, it wouldn't matter if it's uncle and niece. Mm-hmm. From an incest standpoint, it would still be rape. So as sad as it is, they've been forced to kind of push for their position without those exclusions because when you include those exclusions, things start to fall apart. Um, I guess the Supreme Court sees it otherwise. Yeah, I mean that's what's going to happen. <clears throat> You you wonder if the Alito memo holds up, right? And it probably will. Then what happens? I mean, we know that there's going to be bans, but at some point in time, those bans are going to be challenged. And there's going to be situations that people bring them up to the court again. And the whole cycle is going to start over again mm-hmm. until there's a Supreme Court that recognizes that a, a, a woman's decision on her body is a private matter. And because what, what they... Are, are willing to do by overturning Roe versus Wade is they're willing to take away the right to privacy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it's only the beginning. Right, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. didn't, didn't even Alito say after that <clears throat> that draft leaked out that, no, we're, we're just talking about abortion. But in reality, it, it, if they get away with this, it's just, it, it, it's just the beginning. No, it, of, it's it's of, a way to enforce his religious doctrine, and there's four others on the court right now that are a part of that uh, doctrine. 
cabal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the scary part is what's next after that. And what could mm-hmm. they target? You know, is it voting rights? Uh, yeah, gay gay rights, women's rights. Yeah. It, I mean I mean if you're tr- if you're a true originalist, right? You can't vote unless you're a man, a white man and you own property. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, the, the idea of the originalist is a bunch of bullshit. But that seems to be where the court wants to go. The bullshit. <laughs> I was I, I, I read an article today, I think I forwarded it on Facebook. I believe it was from Slate, give credit where credit's due, about the three big mysteries of the leaked draft memo on abortion. The one is, of course, who did it. And all of a sudden, it, it seems like that investigation you don't hear much about anymore. It could be happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Certainly not from Merrick Garland. He doesn't do shit. <laughs> well, didn't John Roberts appoint somebody to head that up? Or they have a person? It's, it's going to be a right winger. Well, no, I I think they have somebody for the Supreme Court that does things like that. Probably has never worked. No, I mean the leaker. Life. The leaker is going to be a right winger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. There, there's there. Were, I don't quite understand the, the political nuance of it, but even in the Slate article, they said it was a way for the justices to discuss the matter without discussing it or something. Like, it, was, it, 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 it sort of, like, smoke signals over to the other justices. I don't really know what, hmm. what, what, how it all shakes out, but, but I've heard that theory twice. Then uh, the other mystery at, uh, that was in this article is to why it was leaked. Right, like you know, what what was the real motivation behind leaking it? So who leaked it? Why it was leaked? But then he brings up a really good point, the author, and he 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 asked the question: Why did the Supreme Court, or why is the Supreme Court acting like the way they are acting about it? Because normally, when things like this happen, and this is precedent setting, but there's other leaks that have happened in Supreme Court. Draft memos are not one of them. Right. But, you know, it was leaked out that Roberts was going to uphold the ACA before he did. Like, you know what I mean? The the chatter Mm -hmm. was that he was, you know, so leaks happen. And normally what happens in that case is the 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 court all kind of gets together and say, you know, we're still united. Uh, We're all we, we have each other's backs in this situation. And that didn't happen this time. And Clarence Thomas is out there making all kinds of fucking wild claims. And it's it's disintegrating further. And the author's asking, like, yeah, why is that happening? Why didn't the court just quickly say, bang, you know, this thing was leaked and it shouldn't be leaked. And, and instead you had lots of different responses from lots of different justices about it. And it, it's, you know, the, the main point of the article is it's the disintegration of this institution. And, and it really sort of blames, you know, Roberts for you know things getting being, out of be, hand. being being the chief of uh, of this court it's understating or it's underwhelming or whatever the word is to say okay it's it's it, it reflects badly and he's going to and this court is going to have a horrible legacy big fucking deal right <laughs> right <laughs> you know like, that's what's like, important you know <laughs> yeah well at one point in time it was right there were there were norms that people upheld within Washington and within these institutions until Trump came along. Now all of a sudden those things don't matter. And the only thing that matters ever is criminal conviction. <laughs> I thought it was owning the libs. Um, no, that's all that matters. <laughs> well, to, to the right, I suppose. Yeah. So, just to come around mm-hmm. and the trip. tie it up, uh-huh. what was the disappointment of the trip? Oh, the beer. Uh, the, the beer and, and, and uh, besides the, yeah. beer, the uh, beer. The, the food I had in that area was really bad too. Food too. Yeah, mm. a couple of restaurants were just garbage. 
<laughs> were, you, were you were you trying to go foodie? No, I tried a wide variety of things. Anything uh, from a diner to a, like a fine dining restaurant, a steakhouse, and then that pub I talked about. And the pub was the best by far. That place was great. But there's this uh, bar attached to my hotel that was bad. This diner was bad. This like real famous breakfast place. People this, don't know what diners are. Yeah. I mean, again, in Michigan, we understand the diner. It might it might it might be a Greek coney. It, it might be a you know just your your everyday diner. Philadelphia, New York, kind of understand the concept of the diner in Michigan. Yeah. Outside of that, you you can't even find a good diner in in Chicago. Yeah. And I'm talking yeah. like 15 bucks for two eggs, uh, corned beef hash from a can, and a waffle. <laughs> and it was just bland and not good. In an ego. And in this place, ego my ego. This place was packed with people lining up outside the door because they don't know better. And I'm like, this is <laughs> trash. I'd rather go to National Coney Island any day yes, of the week, hundred percent. And 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 they're just mediocre around yeah. here, right? Uh, to tie it back to music, though, if I may, real quick. About a week before I went there, I was checking Ticketmaster to see if there's any bands playing. Yeah, I do that when I travel. Yeah, so I was looking and I found. This band called The Who, H-U. Okay. <laughs> and it's a smaller band that I knew for a couple of years. They're a Mongolian rock band. And they were playing, on the last night I was there, two-minute walk from my hotel, and I got a sixth-row seat. Nice. And I was like, yeah, I can't pass this up. Yeah. This is like destiny like it was yeah. meant to be so i went to that on my last night and that was phenomenal yeah that's a great band uh so you mentioned this was your your first va- vacation solo yes big takeaways advice pro cons that you you got about that oh man if you're going solo just try to plan out your accommodations like know where you're gonna park ahead of time know where your airplane is Coordinate with the hotel, see if you can check in early. That way you're not trying to struggle with your luggage and find out where to park, where to go, and stuff like that. Did you rent a car? Nope. Oh, okay. No, uh, I used Lyft. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, everything else was a walking distance. But And uh, they have a pretty good subway system there, or they did. Not The bad. Metro, right? Yep, yep. Uh, I took that from my hotel to Arlington. Okay. And it took me a little bit to kind of figure it out, and I actually missed my first subway, my first car. And uh, after that, it kind of dawned on me, but... Yeah, yeah, not bad. One one of the trips that I was there, the hotel that we stayed in, and it was a French name. I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's still around. It's like La Elegance or La Elephants or something like that. <laughs> some, and there was a metro station in the the lower lobby, almost like the basement of the hotel. Mm-hmm. There's and, a lot of stops in that and, city, and 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 that was pretty sweet. So we you know we were able to just without even leaving the hotel. Get on the metro and then you know take it to the mall and things mm-hmm. like that. I assume you went to the mall and saw all the monuments. Yep. Uh, more grand, less grand than you thought it would be. More. Yeah, okay. What actually kind of amazed me was how they laid it out. So you could be looking uh, like at the Washington Monument. And oh yeah. Be, and behind it, you see the Capitol Rotunda. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then you're at the reflecting pool, and you look one way, and you have a straight shot to the White House. Uh-huh. And they really like paid attention to how they laid it out. Yeah. So there's like multiple things you can <clears throat> see. Yeah. Ansel Adams laid Washington, D.C. out. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Mm, he did, from a photog point of view. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, one of my <laughs> early... Well, dismissive. Oh, that's great, Fred. Um, no, no. One, one of my early well, trips I hope there... you would dismiss that. Uh, one of my early trips... Nothing's changed. (laughs) (laughs) One of my early trips there, uh, I remember the, um, to me, I still remember uh, that guttural feeling I had 
the first time I was in front of the Vietnam War Memorial. Mm-hmm. That that to me was like it, it still sticks with me. Um, that particular moment, right? And I can kind of mm-hmm. you can conjure up some of those feelings just thinking about it now again. It was it, it was that impactful. I didn't realize how many memorials they had in that city. Mm, like yeah. I saw multiple World War II memorials, yeah. uh, multiple for Vietnam. I know that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then the second time I went to the Vietnam War Memorial, it wasn't quite as impactful, maybe because it was my second time, but it also could have been because I was standing next to Phil Jackson, the coach of the Chicago oh, Bulls. Oh, you really? Who I hated, you know? So, so all of a sudden I'm like, I hate this fucking guy. Oh, wait a minute. Let's be respectful. At the memorial for crying out loud. I know, but I was with Phil Jackson. Isn't yeah. he like seven feet tall? Yes, he was even enormous. Yeah, that's He's why you couldn't miss huge. him. Huge. And and the Bulls were in town, and and he even I, I remember him talking about. I think I saw that game or something. And he talked about that was his first trip down there, and he's of that era. <clears throat> yeah, um, for in, sure. In fact, I I think he may have missed going to Nam. Like like he kind hmm. of dodged. Not I, I don't think he was a dodger, but you know his number was high or whatever. But he talked about. That was his first time there at the memorial, and I remember him talking about it at the game. I was watching that game, maybe probably from my hotel room or wherever I was at, but I remember him also mentioning that and how he felt by by being there. Maybe being seven foot tall, you're too big of a target. They don't want you. (laughs) I, I... what I'm curious about, because the the two times I've been there, um, I, or that I recall, that my first time and the time with Phil Jackson, was it's taken in very, very revered. It's taken in high esteem. And that when people are down at the wall, there's no chatter. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hoping that that kind of, if the right word is that Paul that comes, uh, you know, on onto people when they're there still occurs. Uh, I saw it, yes. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Arlington at uh, Kennedy's Memorial with uh, Boomers. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, but people in their 70s and 80s that were there, yeah. no respect. And there was a lot of them there. Really? There was a couple talking on their cell phones, another one just talking politics out loud. But anyone that was a little bit younger, total silence, just out of respect. You, you know, it's really interesting you say that and i'm gonna try and paraphrase what my son said to me today we were talking about the buddy guy concert last night and when your parents get to a certain age they feel like they can say anything and that filters don't matter Mm -hmm. right certainly i know that was with my dad right i mean right you know he's not trying to purposely offend people but he will right and i've seen buddy guy a number of times and he likes to talk a lot and he likes to cuss a lot but I've never seen him go political. And he kind of went political in certain respects. And I didn't really appreciate his take on things. So one of the things he said was, you know, he was born a poor black boy in southern Louisiana. And, you know, he was a dirt farmer. And, you know, he worked the fields until he was 14. And then he would, so that's all good. And I know his, I know his story and it's awesome. But then he would throw in, we didn't have baby formula back then. <laughs> baby survived without <laughs> baby formula. And it was just kind of like, holy crap where the hell's that coming from right right i was, I was relating this to uh semicolon today and he said to me kind of to your point he said i'm shocked nowadays when i meet someone that's say like 70 and older that is in tune with today's world mm-hmm. like he didn't say the word woke but because i i really despise that word right he's like that seems to be the rare exception now 
regardless of where you started from. He says, you, you know, and it's kind of like you, you would think that those that went through things and certainly everything that Buddy Guy went through. And, and he, he, he sang a, uh, a song that is, is a great social commentary song called Skin Deep. And, and so he's, you know, and this song talks about basically the golden rule, just treat people how you want to be treated. But then he goes on and says things like we didn't have baby formula and, and children didn't have cancer back in the 40s. You know, it was like, <laughs> you, you know, are, are you really that tone deaf? Right? Yeah. I, I, what was the mortality rate for babies at that time? I, I wanted to shout that out. Yeah. I'm like the, the, the infant mortality rate in Louisiana is still 30%. Yeah. It was probably 40% back right. then, right? It hasn't improved much. When you said it was older people, man, that just strike the chord that I had mm. both last night with Buddy Guy and then with someone as famous and I think in certain respects is is clued into the um, you know, the the, the difficulties of a wide variety of people, right? Mm-hmm. He should be. And then with what my son said about that very same thing, yeah. Yeah, it was like, wow, that's like I hit the trifecta on that point. Yeah. There was several different uh, school groups there. Mm-hmm. There was like a high school group and a middle school group. And all the kids there, totally respectful. They were 100% silent during uh, the changing of the guard uh, at JFK. But nope, not the older boomers. They, they didn't care. Mm-hmm. That was surprising to me. Yeah, yeah, it's a great take. Yeah, I'll go back to Trumpism. I, I think it's just we were saying earlier. I just think it's changed people. Oh yeah, you know, it, it, <clears> it, it's brought out the worst in many people that was already you know already there. But I also think it just has changed people. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. You know? Especially with the way the trajectory that we seem to be on, it's just emboldening the haves to be more selfish than than they were before mm-hmm. you know yeah, totally agree given the political climate of everything it's just really hard to tell how it starts you know d- does a u-turn and starts going back the other way i'm not so sure it's going to <laughs> worrisome and can get you down i think about it in terms of half pint or not half pint. yeah half, half pint. pint yeah yeah i did, had to check there it's been a while it's like i, I think that's the world she's heading into. Me, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tip over. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm sixty <laughs> as fuck right now. <laughs> so I'm probably gonna tip over before it gets really bad. But I think about her and possibly her children, and I think this just sucks. That that it seems to be heading in that direction, and I don't know if the left has enough in them to stop it or cut it down or slow it down. I I, I don't know. I'm kind of losing faith a little bit in in a lot of these people uh well i, I mean <clears throat> i haven't lost faith in the people but you lose faith in the institutions and you and, and the institutions that are in power because what used to be held together by norms even when things were divided politically have now fallen apart right you know the only thing it seems like we're ever re- relying on is that the law is still going to uphold these things, right? I mean, and and when we lose faith in that, well, no, that's, even if we don't lose faith, if that stops, like forget about our faith for a second, right? If that stops to um, to hold people accountable, you know, then what else is there? Then we're done. I don't even, the, the, right now the law is not even enough though. I mean, we have, what, four people on the Supreme Court that are deciding Roe versus Wade, which was... What three of those were put in place by a president who had the minority of voters, mm-hmm. and, and like something like seventy percent of Americans are in favor of 
pro-choice. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's remarkable how the the fringe minority is winning, mm-hmm. right? And and that's that's kind of what has us down and worried, you know. Fred, you had said, you know, you, you're as worried for half pints children. Um, what do you think about the idea of her having children? Not, you know, you know what I mean. Like, a, I have not had the conversation with either one of my kids. But if I was to have that conversation, I probably would say, you know what, having children, it's a wonderful thing. You know, you, you guys brought me a tremendous amount of joy. You know, you, you, you give up things because you're getting other better things when you decide to have children. And I think you're going to do fantastic. But I wouldn't blame you at all. <laughs> and I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> that if you didn't want to have kids because there's no guarantee that you are going to bring them up in a world better than what you're having. And, and, um, you know, I think eventually my daughter probably wants to be a mom. You know, I wouldn't discourage it, but I would probably also be very frank and say, man, think, think about it. You yeah. Know? Especially since she lives in Florida. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure hundred percent about half pint, but she doesn't lean in that direction real strongly. Mm-hmm. So, but she's closer to having those conversations and decisions than either one of my kids. Yeah. She at least has a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so far, neither one of mine have even found you know anyone but that he would don't even, want. He don't want yeah. kids, so that he might be the factor. Yeah. I don't know if my son's found anyone to breed with ever. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to this. <laughs> I mean, and that's okay because all he wants to do is ski. That's all he wants to do. I was, I was. I, I, we don't want to chew up too much time on this, but I. I was talking to Spike yesterday, and we had a lengthy conversation about a couple different things. And, and I told him how much of a buff that Semicolon has become on skiing. And I said, I imagine once he gets out of Houghton, he's going to be moving out west, Colorado. I know he like Utah and Wyoming. And Spike said, well, if you really love skiing, he's going to go to Utah. That's, that's the only place you're going to go if you really love skiing. So today, when I was talking to him, I said, so what do you, what do you want to do? Like, once you, once you get your master's and you're heading out of Houghton, where do you think about going? He said, Utah, Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, Spike was right again. That guy knows a lot Don't of shit. Don't tell Spike. I did. I, I'm like, you were right. It was, it, was, it, was, it was Utah without even hesitation is what. And he's already got a plan. He's already got a roommate out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, um, before I forget... Uh, it it kind of jumps into uh, some of the other political topics that we want to bring up. I, I mentioned earlier I've been listening to some of the old episodes, and uh, I think I'm on like 39. So I I should have done my homework before I brought this up. I will splice it in. It was, I don't think it was 39, so it was either 37 or 38. We're talking about the upcoming presidential election in 20, but we're still in 19. Mm-hmm. And Fred, you nail it with one of the great projections and mind visions ever. You said, unless he is trounced and trounced soundly, it will be a shit show for months. <laughs> <laughs> and I quote. Uh, and, and I quote. And that was in basically early summer or spring of 2019. And you saw the writing on the wall at that point in time that said, if he is not soundly beaten, like like irrefutably beaten, it will be a shit show for months. I don't know if other people were thinking that way in 2019. I was way ahead of my time. I think so. <laughs> what do you think, Maps? Yeah, absolutely. 
So this is Fred in Pottoms Up, episode 36 of September 2019, speaking of the 2020 election. Because regardless of what the results are in 2020, it, 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 it's going to become something we've never seen before. <laughs> Uncontested. I don't, I don't even know how to describe what it'll be, but it's, unless it's an absolute clock cleaning if it's even somewhat close, I, I it's it it's got to be a trouncing. If it isn't a trouncing, we're not done with them. Describe a trouncing. Um, so it's all a, fifty states. So uh, no, but they'll call that a foul election. No, no. Are you saying an electoral trouncing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't get soundly beat, I mean soundly beat, it's always going to be that I mean, it was he could, fixed. And when you were saying it, I could kind of tell in my conversation with you, I was really grasping what you were saying. Like, I, like you know, you were, you were in that place already saying the election is going to be in contention and he's not going to leave. Like, it, you know what I mean? That, that's kind of what you were insinuating. And I think in my mind, even probably up until the election, I'm thinking to myself, it's just not going to happen that way. Like, it... it if the numbers show that he loses, close or not close, the institutions will hold and he will be out of office. Like that, that is kind of maybe what it's, it's, it's probably what I was thinking when you said that because I didn't really grasp it. I, I didn't really run with what you said or add to what you said. And, and you repeated it like twice. And, um, you know, now it's like, God dang. Hey, Naps, you notice it took to the hun- hundred <laughs> yeah. episode yeah. for him to finally <laughs> bow down and kiss my ring. <laughs> it took to 100, but we did it. We did it. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Just uh, ended on that. Well, he, he did get trounced, and he didn't go away. Well, he I, got I, trounced by eight, yeah. 8 million votes. I, I, I don't know how much of what I, what I spliced in here. But I, I think you throw that in there too. Like he may not even get trounced, or he may even get trounced, and he still it still might be a shit show. Yeah. And and you don't you don't articulate what it is, uh, what that shit show looks like, because we all you know nobody really imagined, right? But you just know it's a shit show, you know. Mm-hmm. You know you don't you don't talk about fake electors and you know rioting in the Capitol, right? You don't you don't talk about that, but you, you just know it, it, it's not going to be the peaceful transfer of power. Nope. So I, I mean to uh, to tell you that uh, I, I almost Very called. Interesting. I almost called you up as soon as I heard it. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> All right, well, let's put Fred on the spot right now. Not what happens in twenty twenty four, Fred? <laughs> oh, good one. God willing, somebody has put dumbass in jail so he can't run again. What's going to happen? Oh shit! I have no idea. I don't. I, I'm not sure. All right. I, I, I really, get a little bit closer. I, I really haven't. Thought that much about it. I mean, we're. I'm just trying to envision what's going to happen. <laughs> the midterms, right? I, I, I can't wait to away. see Doctor Oz <laughs> saying that you know voter fraud. And... I, I I've read and we've all heard and I've read some articles about the midterms and that Democrats are poised to get crushed. And maybe if you break it down into gerrymandering districts and some purple states and and then there's the historical thing, right? That everyone. But I'm not getting like what I feel is real facts as to why they're going to get trounced. I, and I and have you gotten gas recently? N- no, but but it has to be like 
okay, so like I, I'd want to have a better idea of okay, what seats are vulnerable and why. Instead of instead of I, I, I worry that some of this is self-fulfilled prophecy. Just because it's always happened in the past, midterms always hurts the incumbent. Blah blah blah. I, I you know we wiped out the Republicans in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is what the pundits said was going to happen. Right. So then do people go to the booth and they like, oh, you know, going that way with it or I'm not going to vote because we're going to lose. Like, I wonder how much is because of the 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 pundits kind of leading us down that road, you know, and this article that I read, I remember commenting on it. It's like, you know, this guy's just a naysayer, but he offers up nothing. I mean, this whole article about how, the you know, the Democrats are poised to lose, but he didn't offer one shred of evidence on one seat or anything and i wasn't the only person to comment on this particular article saying why do we keep saying this i'm not convinced that they're gonna lose both houses i i think there's opportunity out there if they you think about some of the people that are winning these primaries they're winning primaries in within their own party but when Mm -hmm. they go against true opposition I don't see some of them getting through. Like, look at Pennsylvania. What, mm-hmm. What's what's going on there? All, all all the news is about all the wackos and the Trump back people and all that. But you you've got who's the guy running for governor? Um, he's who he was the AG, I believe. Yeah, ah, I can't think of his name. He he's always on the news. Mm-hmm. But I think that guy's gonna kick the Republicans' ass. Mastriano, Mastriano, or, or Mastriano, or whatever. Yeah. I think he's going to pummel yeah. that guy. That so, guy has already said he will pick the presidential winner of Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's already said he's going to falsify things. Yep, crazy. And, you know, I, I, I like to believe that, you know, people from my home state, you know, my, my birthright state are brighter than that. I have a lot of relatives there. Um, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, I, I just can't imagine that plays beyond your base. I don't know. Uh, hmm. Um, but we, we shall see what happens, you know. How do we all feel about Biden running again? I would like to see someone else, personally, but I don't know what kind of message that puts out either. Well, how about this? Yeah, it's sort of, you don't want to sound like you're stabbing him in the back, right. but or, I get what you're saying, though. But, 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 but how about this? take on what you just said it's probably never been done before things are so out of norm uh-huh. right like the the world is off axis right i just kind of feel as though to say it would be bad politically is it could be a stretch we just don't know how things are going to be political I, i'm trying to think of another example where decisions have been made especially on the democrat side to say Oh, that would be bad politically. And then the other crap happens. And it's like, well, okay, well, maybe we should have done that, you know? Um, well, I mean, I mean, one is, you know, an, an indictment of, of Trump from, from the DOJ, um, you know, on the recommendations of the January 6th or even on the, on the DOJ's own finding, right? Is, is that not going to happen because it would be bad politically? I hope not. But, but how do we know? I, I don't think it's bad politically. I don't either. Hmm. You know, that's that's the part that I think is being missed. So to to turn things around, to flip the apple cart, so to speak, right? If if we're worried about Joe Biden stepping down and putting up somebody new because it looks like we're throwing Joe under the bus and we admit that he was a bad president, maybe that's not bad. Maybe that's what's going to get Democrats out to vote. Maybe that's what's going to get that you know half percent sliver 
of swing voters to go the other way, you know, which I don't think exists. I'm not saying it is, but I think we have to look at things maybe differently than what traditional, you know, James Carville viewpoint of the world is. So if Biden doesn't run, who do you think should run? Who should it be? Oh, I think it has to be Harris. Okay. And, and again, now I'm saying has to because that's the politically correct thing to do, <laughs> right, right? Right. And and so, you know, may, maybe not. Like, you know, may, maybe maybe it's Buttigieg, right? I mean, f- flip it all upside down. Yeah. I don't, know if, I don't know if Harris is popular enough, honestly. I mean, from yeah, some of the no, that's what I'm saying. I, I my, my first, my, my gut instinct said Harris because I felt like that was the political thing to do, but maybe we don't do the politically right. correct thing, right? We take a George Costanza approach to, to, to politics, and if it makes sense, we go the opposite way. <laughs> if it makes sense to us, right? Uh-huh. You go the, uh, the other way. I don't, I don't know. There, there are better leaders out there than, than Biden and, and Kamala, I think. Yeah, I'm sure some, somewhere out there is, yeah. Yeah, I think Elizabeth Warren is still a stronger candidate than Kamala. I'd agree with that. I mean, Biden hasn't been horrible, but you know the the, the right wing machine is strong, is mm-hmm. really really strong, and 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 the left does not really know how to counter it. No, left is bad at messaging and propaganda, for another word. Yeah, it's it's more about propaganda, and it's more about keeping that that fanatical base sort of frothing at the mouth. That mm-hmm. that's what the left is bad at because the the fanatical left if there's such a thing and i'll argue that there isn't right if you go pretty far left but okay. we're there okay but <laughs> but what, what what gets us frothy right is results not just words and uh, i'm going to put my uh, aluminum foil hat on which is why i think that leak from supreme court was from a democrat hmm. okay so I, i've not seen this much uh, ruckus, fervor, whatever you want to call it, uh, in quite a long time, and it is coming up to midterms. Well, I mean, and, and a lot of this message behind Roe versus Wade is you must get out and vote. And you think it's starting earlier because because the decision will come out before the midterms. Mm-hmm. The decision will come out in if July. Well, it was scheduled to come out in July, but doesn't mean that they have to. Right. Right. I mean, I, I see. I think that's still plenty of time to um, forget. No, no, no. To still drum up your base, and I and um, you know it, may, maybe okay. Put my tinfoil hat on. What if the right does it to get it out now and let that start kind of die off, soften the blow, soften the blow, thing. right? And and then when the decision comes out, you don't have the rallies already in Florida and in, in, in D.C. Maybe. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, th- we just don't. The, the Democrats just they they want to see results, and the Republicans, Trumpsters, I hate to use any other label, mm-hmm. they don't they don't need to see results. They just need to own the lip. Yeah, R- results and change and making America a better place that that's not on their radar. That's not what they're after. And and so you know, w- w- words matter to them much more. You know, that's why characters. Because they say outrageous things, Ted Cruz and Jim Jordans and Donald Trumps or whatever, you know, those are the folks, those are the poster children for Trumpsters because they say outrageous things, right? We don't give a sh- I, I, I've had this conversation with the Trumpsters and you, you, you've read some of my, my arguments on Facebook with some of them. I don't give a shit about what Joe Biden says. I only give a shit about what Joe Biden does, you know, his, his, his gaffes or, 
you know, him saying, you know, challenging a reporter to an IQ test or, you know, saying that, you know, he wants to do away with fossil fuels. It, it, it doesn't mean anything. Nope. You know, politicians say all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy crap. And it's so frustrating. It's just so, so frustrating that they they grab onto these things that the left, they feel like the left says, right? You know, Tucker Carlson, right? We haven't even gone there yet, right? God. You know his his whole thing with <laughs> the buffalo, the <laughs> his whole thing with the buffalo shooter is white replacement theory, mm-hmm. and now he's turned it and he says it's not the conservatives or the Republicans that have been talking about white replacement theory. It's the Democrats. It's the Democrats that have been talking about white replacement theory, and they've admitted that they want less white voters and more voters of what he calls obedient people. Right? That's what he says. He doesn't <laughs> even say people of color or POC. Or he goes. People or uh, 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 more obedient people, and he throws it back on the Democrats are the ones perpetuating the idea of white replacement theory, and that base eats that up. Mm-hmm. When white replacement theory is clearly a white supremacist model, that's that's <laughs> that's their thing. That's their thing, right? And and Democrats only talk about it in the way that it's evil. <laughs> In the way that it's racist, in the way that it's wrong, and that we have to stop it. It's just it's just so ass backwards. And so, you know, progressives look at white replacement theory as what are you doing to stop it? You know, these guys can talk about it all day long, but what are you doing to stop it? What are you doing to stop the, the Buffalo shooter? That's what we want. We want results. When the Trumpsters and the right wing, they just want the rhetoric. Rhetoric? <laughs> the rhetoric. Wet- <laughs> He's a wascally wabbit. <laughs> I, I just think Bernadette Peters in Blazing Saddles. Yep. Um, but they just want the rhetoric to hang on to and then continue to spin. Just then, well, That's know. straight out of the fascist playbook. It, it is. And, and, and so then... Paint your enemies as evil and yeah. give them someone to hate and they'll vote for you. And, and, and so then, you know, a person like Tucker Carlson, he brings out like one quote from some person... He's labeled as a Democrat or whatever may or may not be. That says, you know, the only way Democrats can continue to win is to have more people of color voting. And someone might have said that sometime. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, there's there's no, uh, as I pointed out to one of these Trumpsters, there's no movement or there's no real push from the Democrats to say we need less white voters because they are white. <laughs> And that is what you are saying if you believe that Democrats are the ones pushing white replacement theory Mm -hmm. and that we're the racist ones, that we got to have less white voters, not because of anything else, but they're white. (laughs) That it's, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's, it it, it just shake my head. Consider the source. But, but that said, okay, circling back to where this started is we need results. And that's where Democrats are, Right. And whether those results are in, you know, stacking the Supreme Court, maybe Biden should have done that. You know, politically, maybe that would have been a bad thing to do. You know, whatever, right? Well, he's being replaced by some other runner in a couple of years, right? <laughs> what? We're replacing him in 2024 anyway, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're past that already. You know, but, you know, go ahead and stack the Supreme Court. You know, you know screw it, you know. You know eliminate all student debt. I'm surprised that hasn't happened. I'm not surprised well, because shit doesn't happen. I'm not surprised at all. I'm really guess, surprised. I, no, I guess the proper term is I'm disappointed it hasn't happened. That would mean that there was some level of expectation. I'm not even disappointed. 
Hmm. Yeah. And this is something that he even has the power to do to a certain extent, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so far, the best we got is Mark Cuban has come out and said, yes, you should do that. <laughs> That's the best that Democrats have gotten so far. There's been some debt wiped out, but not all. I think more of it's been deferred because of COVID. This, this time it's been wiped out. Yeah. Like, just forgiven. But again, it's just bits here and there as opposed to all of it, which was promised. Yeah. yeah, well, that one's probably not going to happen. No, probably not. <laughs> and, and I'm not. I, I I'm in favor of wiping out some student debt or change, but but to me that doesn't solve the problem right. of the cost of higher education. It's a band aid fix. It's not even a band aid because the bleeding starts happening again, right? It's, it's a Band-Aid on a hatchet wound, right? right? I mean, because there are people taking loans out right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is not like a frozen point in time where, oh, guess what? Everyone can afford college. Let's just erase the debt for those that yeah. couldn't years ago. And I've been saying that since Bernie was talking about it, too. I was talking to a friend. He's like, yeah, you know, Bernie wants to get rid of student debt. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the overall fix for that, though? Yeah. And this coming from a Bernie bro. Like, yeah. Say, Bernie's not doing enough about this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you so, got to fix the root cause. I actually would rather see, because the root cause I don't think is going to be fixed, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can eliminate, you know, ten or $20,000, whatever it is worth of student debt. And there are some bad traps with that. I mean, it is sort of a regressive tax. It does help the rich more than it helps the poor. But... You know, maybe it's why are federally subsidized student loans have such high interest rates? Right. Why not just get rid of the interest rates? Yep, absolutely. You know, you, you know it's, it's, it's straight up money, 0%. I know several people right now that are basically paying interest. And they've, they've made barely a dent in their student loan, and they've been graduated for ten years. Yeah, yeah. And um, and and another thing that another model they can go to, um, relatively easily, easy, I guess, is a uh, you you pay what you can, and then when you pay that for X amount of years, your debt is wiped out, regardless of what the balance is. Mm -hmm. So people are still paying, and it's based on some percent of your your income, right? But then you know you're not in perpetuity right because you can't continue to make interest payments or principal payments so 10 or 15 years you're paying five or ten percent of your salary towards mm -hmm. your student debt and then it, it wipes away so there there are other options there's a there. program like that right now where if you're in your field and make so many payments for so many years the rest gets wiped out only but, in the federal government but from my understanding is it's very limited and very few people actually qualify for it. Because and it's, if only, you... it's only federal government employees. Right. And even the ones that are federal government employees have a hard time getting that done. Because if you miss one payment, it, you're not eligible anymore. I, I think there's and even so, people that have just gotten screwed out of that program even without missing payments. So I'm saying like the foundation work is there if you just expand upon that mm -hmm. to what you're kind of saying already. Yeah. It's a good plan in theory that could just be expanded on. I know. I was kind of hoping to talk a little bit more about the... The Buffalo shooter, but I think with the white replacement theory, we, we kind of hit on it enough to sort of imply, you know. I, I would say this about it. I, I, I like to, um, when I find good articles in Facebook, I, I put them in my saved folders. And I have, you know, politics, economics, race, gun control, uh, you know, bourbon, whatever, right? <laughs> and, and so I have all these different files. And I found this really good article about, you know, white replacement theory and the Buffalo shooter. And I went to save it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, where does this belong? <laughs> Am I, it, it, is, it, is it politics? Is it gun control? Is it race? Like, where, where do I put this one? Where did you save your Kyle Rittenhouse ones? Same kind of thing, right? Do you have one for, uh, like, radical extremism? 
I probably should. Yeah. Like, I, maybe I don't have the right classification. Yeah. That one might just fill up really quickly. But a whole bunch of stuff in there, right? Well, then yeah. you can throw the, the CPAC uh, in Hungary. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah crazy. That's crazy. What the yeah. hell are they doing in Hungary? You, you can put the uh, Michigan militia group that just got arrested in there. Radicalism. Yep. The ones that were uh, targeting a podcaster. Uh, <laughs> another thing that Fred shit. was another scary thing that Fred shit. was right about though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. From the beginning. Don't give out your real name. Fred is not his real name. <laughs> Blato is my real name. You can you can look me up. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 pretty incredible that they were going after a left wing podcaster. Yep. I mean, and then targeted the wrong with our person. Base, that's a that's a that's a pretty remarkable um, you know chance, right? <laughs> that of of our listening base, there is someone out there that is willing to, to go hunt somebody down and kill them. You know, yeah, it might be our listener in Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Istanbul. I think and here it's left. nice here. I think nice I think our listeners here. in Istanbul and Turkey and Hungary. I think they are. I think, I think so. I, I think they lean left. Hmm. I think they're hungry. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. I didn't didn't mean for when anytime we get international listeners. I think those folks are hungry for listening to left wing. I don't want to say it right, right. but 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 left leaning left leaning political analysis. You know, there's, there's, gonna, there's, there's gonna be a coup in Turkey, and they're gonna <laughs> say that we're their inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> the Potoms up gang. <laughs> then there'll be banners with our logo on it, marching uh, down the streets. It, it, one of the interesting kind of fallouts from the the Buffalo shooter incident is the fact that it has, at least in this incident at this time, it has kind of become larger than the gun control conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, gun control can still be a part of it, but both kind of the left and the right have, have kind of dismissed that and said it's a larger problem, right? And, and this is what we've been saying for a long time. You know, right, we understand that guns don't kill people, people kill people. What are we doing to make sure that guns don't get in the hands of the wrong people, right? Or how do we stop breeding and and radicalizing the wrong people? Like that that's that's the key point. That's the key point. And you know, then we can ad- address the gun thing. I mean, I do love there was a Vox article years ago and it's probably in my gun control file about when they say guns don't kill people, people kill people. Well, different guns kill differently. Yep. <laughs> and 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 the fact that this guy took out an armed security officer, you know, with his pistol firing at him, and he's wearing body armor. Well, that's that's a, that's an example of that, right? You know, you're no match for your AR for the AR, Mister AR owner. <laughs> it's cool. I hate to say it, but at that point, it's more of the body armor. Well, I, I I've also said this for years, and I wish this would come up particularly in this incident. I don't I I no one can ever explain to me why body armor is available to the common public. There's no rationale in my mind because it doesn't mind. shoot projectiles. Well, that's that's okay though, right? No, I mean, that, we, that, we allow the projectile shooting, right? If we, if we had stronger gun control, then I would say, okay, I don't care as much. I I would say, and this is from a gun owner and gun advocate is I would more rather see something for body armor, like some sort of background check or something along that lines than more gun control. Um, while body armor is purely defensive, I feel like the only time you're really going to wear it is if you're expecting shit to go down. Like yeah, if you're case. expecting to get shot at, right? <clears throat> That's when you're going to wear it. So you're going to go rob a bank or you're going to go jump in on a protest or, 
you know, you're going to go be a mass killer. Like I said, there is, in any conversation I have ever had, I have never been given a reason as to why bulletproof vests are available to the public. It just makes... Oh, I remember one. It was like, people like wearing them at the range. I mean... Hipster, please. (laughs) Not a hipster. It's someone trying to use some sort of level of pretzel logic. Yeah. And I know of people who own body armor. I don't. I've considered it. But... Why? Again, it would be purely... Just to buy it? Because it's like buying fishing tackle? I'm going to buy a lure that I know is never going to catch a fish because it looks good? It would be if something ever did happen. That's a great take. (laughs) But again, I'm not wearing it to the range. And I'm not going to walk downtown with it either. What was that congressman, Mo? what's his name? Brooks. Mo no. Brooks? Yeah. He had body armor on at the insurrection rally. Why are you wearing body armor? Mo? You're trying to incite. Mo? What, afraid of a stray bullet or something? Um, I, I, we got to get to our, our next beer. but We barely touched our topics. <laughs> no, no, we're getting to them. One of the things that I did want to bring up about the January 6th, commission you mentioned the the rally is that the public hearings start june 9th Mm -hmm. i am terrified to death that they are going to bring out people to bring to to talk about those hearings that were there on january 6th as part of the violence that will not move a single american mean like the cops that the cops or even if they brought out somebody who is trying to you know repent or something like that don't waste your fucking time doing that if they don't bring out only witnesses that were part of the planning part of the coup attempt part of the fake electorate attempt part of the let's get pence to not certify those are the witnesses that they need to bring out not a single mind will be changed we have seen it right we have seen all of the footage oh you know how many times how many times have we seen the footage of the violence? And, you know, those that don't want to believe it, dismiss it. It was like any other day, mm-hmm. right? You know, It was Antifa. There was, there was more shit that came out today about uh, the, the one senator who was giving tours mm-hmm. the day before, right? Those are the folks that they need to bring in and talk about publicly. Please do not bring... You're basically saying don't don't pull the heartstrings. Show the facts of the people that caused this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess heartstrings is... I mean, I mean don't try... It's, it, you know it, they're gonna though. I I, I know, and, and it's like it's, you're not gonna. They're not gonna accomplish anything. That, that will not accomplish a single thing. The only way that January six gets answers and 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 uh, accountability is to start putting the spotlight on the people that were trying to turn over the election. That's what it's about now, yeah. right? The the January six was the army, but the rest of it was people that were trying to overthrow a legitimate election through false means. And if it's not illegal, it ought to be illegal, right? But I guess it is illegal. Like there's, It's defrauding the government. That's that's kind of the, the, the primary law that they're working under. But it does really, um, you know, concern me, you know. And why is Merrick Garland or the DOJ now asking the January 6th commission for the transcripts of their of the folks they interviewed. It looks like he's trying to take advantage of the work they've done. What what where's the work that he's done? He's the law. You know how I feel about congressional committees and hearings. They're fucking toothless, right? Mm-hmm. They're worthless, really at the end of the day. 
Congress isn't going to pass any laws to strengthen the idea of, of, of how our elections are run. It, it's a sideshow. It really is. They should be going to him saying, what do you got? <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. He, he's been pretty disappointing so Very far. Very disappointing. God. There's so we, much he could have done, but it's all he's just all about restoring the the DOJ back to its goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? I don't give a shit that that that's not working for us. No, trying to restore civility, you know, that's not working. They should be dropping the shit hammer left and right, and let's <laughs> let's go. Seriously, no, I agree with you. I I agree. Politically, I just think when it all shook out, we'd be okay. Just start dropping some bombs and, and start indicting people. Start lock up Kevin McCarthy for yes. not showing up in Congress. You know, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't even they, they still haven't done Mark, Mark Meadows. Meadows. They haven't done anything with Mark Meadows. Nothing at all. I suppose there could be something going on, but I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. It didn't feel like it though. <clears throat> Get a beer. All right, for the next beer. What I got for you all is a Shorts Brew. Um, this is one of our favorites up at the brewery. Not not um, this particular beer. I have not had it, but we've got a nice relationship with our friends at, at Shorts Brew hmm. and their distributor. Um, this is called their Anniversary Ale, and is it 18? Is that what I'm looking at? XVIII. Oh, uh, yes, that's 18. So is, is Shorts Brewing been around for 18 years? I, I, I would assume so, logically. you think before you do an anniversary beer, you'd wait two more years. Like, are they running out of ideas? Um, they got two more years to think of another one. And I don't understand what the Roy Sharp inkblot is. I'm trying to figure that out myself. It's a brightly colored can. It's got this sort of inkblot. That's what it yeah, looks like. It's, yeah, right? it's like two inkblots. Um, I, I see the Taj Mahal. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of see that. <laughs> I see like a face mask. It's got the two dots on either side. Um, uh, what's the ABV on this bad boy? All right, so it's a. Um, let's see here. I don't, know. I don't think it says. I don't see it. I'll have to look it up. Okay. Um, so it's their 18 anniversary ale, a wheat wine ale brewed with peppercorns, blood orange, and orange zest. I fear now it's going to be very similar to the last beer. I wasn't expecting the conflict of interest. New England IPA to be as orangey as it was. Maybe that's the conflict of interest. Yeah, because I would expect it's like a Nostradamus beer. This is a darker color. It's actually a very nice, uh, what copper color? Yeah, dark copper. Yeah, uh, doesn't smell nearly as good though. Oh. <laughs> does, it, does it smell bad? <laughs> Not great. <laughs> um, I don't know what a wheat wine ale is. I've never heard of it. I do yet. like that you got the anniversary beer for our 100th episode, though. Oh, uh-huh. you know what? That is purely coincidence. Oh, okay. That was intentional. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, subliminal, right? Isn't it? Or subconscious. Uh, subconscious. And, well, subliminal is the ink <laughs> The Rorschaching plot, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. does smell like a wheat beer. Yeah, yeah. You know. Ooh, it's not a pleasant odor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you that. It's wheat beer. <laughs> I, I, I like a good Hefeweizen. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh, no. I mean, it may come around. Yeah, I'm gonna need the half glass on this one. Um, I, I've got others. <laughs> I got. I'm, I'm gonna let it work a little bit. Yeah, initial impression is not for me. Uh, I'm. I'm it, it, it's so foreign. It's very yeah. weird. How do you describe this? Mm-hmm. Other than bad. bad. Yeah, I'm with you on that. No, I'm just yeah, it's not doing itself any favors so far. 
is weird. I'm picking up the wheat part, but then yeah, it just, like, just kind of goes flat after that. There, there's no, I don't taste any. I don't get the of blood the peppercorn, uh-uh, the blood orange. No. I'm not getting no. any any of that. No, it's got blood orange and orange zest. So you think we'd have orange, but I get a little bit of the blood orange. I get more of that than the orange. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. You know, huh. the, the the front end is pretty bad. At least it finishes pretty clean. Clean. I'm not getting a lingering where. I, I can't have my next sip, so I'm I'm okay with it in that regard. I was I was much more excited when I picked this up because I thought it was anniversary. No, because it was <laughs> because it, it, it just had an interesting description, you know. Right. And and I generally like wheat beers, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is something that we I, I know we've never had something similar to this in the uh, whatever it is, you know, 200 plus beers that we've, we've tasted. Mm. I, I think I mentioned this to you guys before about listening to prior episodes, especially since I'm in the early ones up to 39 or 40, whatever it is. We are total beer neophytes. It's embarrassing <laughs> some of the shit that we said in the first 20 episodes. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I mean, crap beer was still sort of coming on right but yeah like everything seems new to us like it's right like, astoundingly <laughs> like original it's it's kind of comical yeah, we, we grew into what we are now right i and i remember when we started it was one of the things that i was really going to enjoy about doing the podcast mm-hmm. was the beer exploration right and it was like that second or third episode where that that came on you know it was the Scotty Karate episode where it was like, Scotty Karate. This is going to be a lot of fun adding the aspect of the beer tasting to this because I mean I was drinking craft beer at the time, but I mm. probably wasn't thinking about it, and I was sticking to certain craft beers that I liked. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, I had like so, a handful that I would gravitate towards. Correct. But even now, if I see something on the menu I've never had before, I'm probably going to try it just because of this experience, even. Or, I'll put it a different way, now when I look at the menu, I definitely want to try something that I haven't had before, mm-hmm. but I, I can limit that now. Like, I can, you know what I mean? It, yes. It's not the whole menu, it's... it's You're picking out three or four three as opposed or four, to 15 right? like, or something. I mean, that's what I did at Atwater last yeah. night, you know? When I go to Brown Iron, um, you know, they, they have an exclusive um, guest beer uh, uh, list as well as their own, mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I might like this, I might not like this, but I know that's not what I'm in the mood for or what I want to play around with right now. So I'm going to go this direction. And that's what this decision was. This decision was, oh, this looks really interesting. And it, it the description hits most of, you know, my buttons. But I actually is- skipped a Beers Brewery uh, keg tapping to be here tonight, just so you know. Uh, so what, what a, a release party? Yeah, it was like a like a tap off or something like that. They were putting uh, two breweries against each other, like a keg contest, and Beer's Brewery was one of them. Where so where was it at? That? Lynch's. Oh, where? Lynch's downtown where I live. So 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 Lynch's is the bar. Yeah. All right. So they're doing what sometimes can be referred to as a tap takeover. Yes, that's what it's called. Thank you. Okay. And so, but they have two breweries doing the, ta- the tap takeover and then kind of making a game out of it. Yep. And I was here instead of there supporting Beer's Brewery, which is one of my favorites. Go tomorrow. We'll see <laughs> rain all day have, tomorrow. I might. They'll still have the same beer. I'll see you there, Fred. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we haven't done a 
tap takeover at the brewery, but we do our patio pours mm-hmm. where we invite the breweries to come up, and Shorts has been one of them. They come out and set up a table in their jockey boxes at the patio and meet our customers and pour beer, and you know, and then I buy one of their uh, um, one of their kegs and turn it into one of our guest taps, and you know, it's 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 a big kind of party atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's a blast. You guys really, I, I keep telling. You know, all my friends, you guys got to come up for one of these. I mean, we've done two of them. We'll have another one in the fall, and they are an absolute blast. It, it's a different vibe than the cornhole contest, <laughs> okay? <laughs> we had fun. I know we had fun. fun. It's a, yeah. it's a, but it's a, it's, it, it, it's a better vibe. It really, really is. Um, we won a game. <laughs> but I, I wonder if kind of like, you know, kind of setting up a competition on the tap takeover and just doing like, you know, two breweries and, and figuring out a way to... Mm-hmm. Um, to have some fun with it uh, is is something that maybe we'll want to try. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention that to, to sis this weekend. Yep. Yeah. Cool biz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had a couple breweries that we'd like to get up that we haven't managed to, to um, um, get to participate. Beards is one of them. We have a contact there. We have a contact mm-hmm. with Beards, and we thought they were going to be at our patio pour, and they they haven't. And the other one is Petoskey Brewing. Um, you know, we, we, we push a lot of their beer, mm-hmm. and they haven't been to one of our patio pours, you know. Or, or do we do, like, what we've been doing with the with the patio pours is we usually have, like, one, maybe two of the larger breweries, but then it's mostly smaller breweries. Mm-hmm. I like know? the smaller brewery idea, personally. I think I'm, I'm spitballing right now. I think the smaller breweries work out better for the patio pour. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to do a beer off on a tap takeover, it might be more fun to have the, the bigger breweries right. kind of going at it. The beards versus the it, means it would so draw much the uh, more. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, moving on. Was there was there anything on the list uh, that we we didn't quite at least at least touch on? You know, price of gas, economy. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it is it getting harder to defend? The Biden administration for for those of us that trying to that try to defend it on this the the inflation and gas prices um, uh, is it is it getting harder? Well, to defend? there's not really a whole lot of good to talk about. That's a good point. I mean, you're not talking about the stock market being up right now. But you know, again, it's it's easy to dismiss this. And one of the things one one of the ways that, that I go about that all the time is, did you give Obama credit for the stock market? For the for the bull stock market that he had, mm-hmm. you know, and and they're not even smart enough to say yeah, like well, <laughs> they they can't even they can't even they don't even know the trap that is being set, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like all you got to do is say yeah, and I quiet, right? I mean, it's like they say no, right? right? And, and they then feed it's into like, it. I didn't give Obama credit for the bull market that he he drove. I don't give any, and I I know we have I know we've talked about this before in previous. I do not give very many economic principles the credit from the president mm-hmm. kind of said that all backwards but you know it just it just the president just does not have the effect on the economy not the way a lot that, of people think he does uh, you know <laughs> and 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 then the one one guy says well it's all about the policy what policies i mean eos well, you know. couldn't you just as easily say that the trump administration overinflated the stock market no. and it was it was way too high up and now this is just a correction um, thank you, Fred. Uh, yep. Uh, I would have kept going. I know. <laughs> and I see a phone, phone over there. And a computer. <laughs> um, it's a visual thing. Uh, you know, 
No, I, I don't think so. I, no. I don't okay. think that, that businesses were doing Trump a favor by trying to make the stock market. No, I'm not saying doing a, a favor. On. I'm just saying at that point in time, you know, things were skyrocketing and things were overvalued. Whether well, it was businesses favoring Trump or just the way his, his administration ran things. I, I heard a really good uh, point, I think, about that on MSNBC the other night. But I heard it because I was listening to satellite radio. So I would, I, and you know, it's just a feed from their TV show, right? So I didn't see the charts they were putting. Mm. But they were talking about the stock market and the huge dips that it's taking. But the point that the guy was making is that stock is still expensive and that even though the market is falling the price of individual stocks is still at a second all-time high so it's it's still not like you know when the stock market is falling it's a great time to buy Mm -hmm. the individual stocks are still overvalued and that's it's 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 kind of a a bad situation right in in that regard but it's it's not allowing people to kind of come in why couldn't they buy in because it's too expensive. It's it's too expensive to buy, uh, you know, several shares of Tesla or Starbucks or fractional shares. You know, well, I mean, however you want to put in, but people then they don't feel like they're getting much for it. I mean, I, I don't I, I I don't really know. Yeah. All, all this guy was saying is that stock prices are still really high, and as much as the market has dipped, we're still at the second all time high. Mm-hmm. I guess average share price maybe is kind of what he what he's saying. Isn't it just down to like uh, just pre-COVID levels right now or something like that? I think it's a year ago. Yeah. You know, and then the dip is, you know, they had this basically the same dip that they had two years ago. But I don't want to get into this conversation about the stock market because I, I don't think it really is representative of the economy. Right. And that's my bad. I brought that up. And and I also don't think that the president has really any impact on it. And going back to what I said earlier, I don't think he has any real impact on the economy as a whole anyway. We operate under a liberal, small L, capitalism economy. And the rules that are set for that, which are mostly very pro-business, mm-hmm. have been set in place and have not changed for 40 years, basically since Reagan and all the changes that the Reagan administration made and the Republicans back then. And, and you know, Obama and Clinton both worked and operated under, the, uh, under those rules. So it's whatever fluctuations we're seeing in the economy are all part of the same set of rules. Mm-hmm. Nothing has really changed. And, you know, most of those, yeah, I, I mean, working under liberal capitalism is turning out to be maybe not the best way to go. I mean, it's it's why I don't want my kids to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give credit and I don't give blame to presidents on the economy, but as where I started with this question, yes, I, I think it is getting harder to defend mm-hmm. uh, Biden for the for the answer that you gave. Where's the good? Right. You know, and by many metrics, especially up until probably in the last month, the um, the conventional economic wisdom has been the economy is going very strong and too strong. That's why they have to raise interest rates, mm-hmm. right? Cool it down. To, to try and cool it down. And so that's not a matter of gas prices or stock prices, right? That's a matter, I think, in large part by consumer spending. And people were spending and people still are spending. And, and they're not just spending more because of inflation, but they're spending more because they have money to spend. You know, that's that's kind of where they want to cool it down. People are spending. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, <clears throat> I don't know. 
Pop Tart was, you know, in line at Kohl's today. She Spending. Said, she said no. She said it was crazy long line. <laughs> that's that's my economic <laughs> indicator. People were in line at Kohl's. The they Kohl's were buying. Line. <laughs> they were buying shit in Kohl's. You know. I admit I don't get a lot of what goes on and drives the economy and all that. But what I do know is that it's cyclical. And to to blame a president, right. you stepped in a shit pile, Joe. It just happened to happen. Mm-hmm. And and look at the unemployment right now. It's freaking great. Right. You can get a job anywhere if you want. When, that, when just a few months ago, everyone was saying no one wants to work anymore. Yeah. And 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 that used to be the big the the big metric when Trump was president, right? Mm-hmm. Unemployment yeah. rate. Look what he's done to the unemployment rate, right? It's you know. Well, it's just the, these things come and go every so many years. And, and if you happen to be president at the time, you're going to eat the blame. It's your, that's your shit sandwich, and you're going to take it. Yeah. And, and they're going to punish you for it. But like you were saying, there's so many things that people think Biden or any other president controls or causes. It's not them at all. They just happen to be in office, and mm-hmm. they're going to take the blame or the gratitude for it. I read a great comment today from um, another Facebook friend who was posting something on a right-wing post, and he said, wow, Biden is so powerful, he's driving inflation in the U.K. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and, and they're hit with the same kind of level of inflation that we are. Uh But but Biden is just so powerful, man, he's driving European inflation. And gas prices worldwide. Isn't the worldwide inflation actually higher than it is here right now? Probably. Worldwide inflation, and... you know, it, it's difficult to get it through to people, right? This is not this is not regular inflation. Regular inflation is it's it's really what it is is it's price increases, and that's different than inflation because inflation traditionally means the devaluation of your dollar, right? So now all of a sudden, you know, you know your 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 dollar has fallen so much that the bread costs. 80 bucks because now your dollar doesn't go as far as it did before, right? That's what inflation, like when Venezuelan inflation and other cycles of inflation, it's more about the devaluation of your own currency. What's happening in this inflation, it really started overseas. Overseas manufacturing started raising prices because they could not get back up on board as the economy was ramping up and demand was ramping up after COVID. And so they started like radically raising prices. And in my other job in my other day job this is absolutely what's happened you know we're on our second price increase in basically nine months because the aging factories that we deal with just continue to raise prices and then the other piece of that that is raising prices are the transportation companies that ship it over that bring it over here Mm -hmm. and a lot of this and i'm a true follower of robert wright a lot of this is companies pushing the envelope of to what they can get. It is it is this is corporate greed inflation, not dollar devaluation inflation. Capitalism. And that's what the liberal capitalism will get you, right? I mean, and that's what's happening with gas prices. Gas prices it was sort of an unwritten rule that gas prices just used to just float along with the price of barrel and then what the speculators did, mm-hmm. right? And the speculators would guess the price of barrel is going to be like this in 6 months and, you know, you rode that tide. The price 
price of oil has done, you know, has gone down, has stabilized, done all kinds of normal things. It is all about now the gas companies saying, you know what, we can charge more. Yeah, there's profit to be made. There's profit to be made. Gas companies were making, you know, a half a penny margin before on every gallon, right? It was low margin, high volume business. Now they're like, shit, we can make dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, they're making record profits mm-hmm. yes. right now. Mm-hmm. And they're happy to say, we're going to pay our stockholders. Yep. And as long as they keep that bunch happy, everybody's happy. Yep. And they get off easy because everyone blames Biden. Yeah, and, and the GOP is going to protect them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Well, yeah. They, yeah. Didn't uh, a bill just fail to pass? Yesterday, I believe. Uh, outlawing price gouging and yes. price caps, I guess. yesterday. Yeah. And it was along it was all uh, party lines. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, there, there was a there was a bill yesterday also kind of addressing the baby formula shortages. That the Republicans are, I mean, it, it is not a secret that Republicans and I. There's probably history of Democrats doing the same thing, honestly, because mm-hmm. you know, voting against what's the the best thing for the American people to strengthen their political position. That 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 is it happens. It's yeah, politics, yeah. unfortunately. What what has to happen? Is you know you, you you have to figure out ways to craft your bills to not allow for plausible deniability. You know, so you know excuses, right? Matt Gates, hate to say his name, says that he doesn't vote. He didn't vote for the baby formula bill because it included you know X amount of dollars more for welfare and 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 wit, you know. So he was in favor of everything else in the bill except for that, and that's why he voted. Are the Democrats dumb? Did the Democrats not see that coming? Right? I mean, why not just make, you know... I, I think they just find another excuse. You're, you're probably right, but I think it gets harder. I mean, I, I well, they, to, They've got no I, morals or cares, though. Like, when you went to go see, who was it, Gary Peters, right? Yeah. You know, and I, and I told you, ask him why they are not cutting up and parsing Build Back Better, right? Why not break that bill down... Instead of going for big chunks that aren't going to happen, mm-hmm. go for small chunks that make Republican votes against it very, very tough. You know, that and, and, and the Democrats just kind of refuse to do that, that simple bill. And, you know, so now all of a sudden it's like, well, I didn't vote for it because it had this. You know, what if the bill was only this? <laughs> does, does some of that come down to the inefficiencies of government? Yeah, nowadays. To where you have to put all this other stuff in a bill. Because they don't pass because, Yeah, you'll never have time to do pork. the rest of it. The, well, it's, no, it's not pork. No, what it's necessity. It's not pork. It's necessity. No, but all, like the stuff with Gates, you said, I would have voted for it except for this. Wasn't that the pork? That he was, but that's not pork. He's not that's, referring no, to? No, no, He might see it as pork, but it's really not pork. It's things that the American people need, right? Isn't Pork when it just benefits your own district or area. Yeah, when it's just benefiting you, like individuals. Yeah, you include or, it in your bill so it you helps know. your district. Well, yeah. a lot of times in this proposed legislation, they they tack on all this weird shit that has nothing to do with. They've got to rid a lot. They, they, the main thrust. Of, there, there's right, not a lot of that anymore. What, 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 whatever. You know, earmarks have pretty much gone away. What what they do though, it it it. it it kind of addresses what you're saying is they're saying, okay, we need to strengthen the food stamp program so that more than one kind of baby formula can be included. Because as of right now, only Similac is, right? So this is something that needs to be addressed and should have been addressed a long time ago. So in the baby formula bill that talks about, um, you know, new regulations and 
the way that manufacturing is going to be controlled and da da da. We're going to throw this in too. I wouldn't consider that pork because it still needs to happen, including other formulas besides Similac. But the, Repu the Democrats feel like the only chance they ever get to add on these important parts of legislation is by tagging it on to other things that they just think wrong. I mean, it's, it's, it's astounding to me. They think that the Republicans are going to roll over and, and go along with it. It's, they're, they're that daft. Just put a bill out there that helps companies manufacture more baby formula, mm -hmm. right? Go, let's go back to the results-oriented thing that the Democrats want. So you, you, you make a bill that only incentivizes formula makers to make more formula. Now the Republicans have a very hard time voting against it. You don't have the Macettes saying, I didn't vote for it because it increased welfare. And there's tons of that in Build Back Better. Tons of really great stuff in there. Mm -hmm. you know, things that Americans want. Stuff that'll make America great. <laughs> Again. Yeah. MAGA. <laughs> I wonder what their theme is going to be. Uh, They're big on themes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Blotto, you asked about the, uh, the good of like defending Biden or whatever it was. I do have one thing yeah. that I really, really like on how he's handling Ukraine. Yeah. I think it's uh, fantastic how he's handling oh, it. Oh, that reminds me. The, the latest $40 billion. Yeah. It just mm -hmm. got killed by the Senate, I believe, right? No, oh, it passed. It passed today. I'm oh, did it pass yeah. today? You think okay. maybe late yesterday? Well, Rand Paul. Rand Paul was trying to put the kibosh on it. Well, he, yeah. he put the, the brakes on, but I believe it passed, it passed 79 today. to 11. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe it passed okay. today. Okay. What were you going to say? That his poodle perm no. <laughs> is awful? What? There are there are so many little nuggets like that in in, in our previous podcast, Fred. I, I love you, man. I love you. There's a couple where you really go off. There, you got if you're not listening to the old ones, you got it. Okay. Yeah, you, you, they're they're thoroughly entertaining. Uh, and the poodle perm will fall within that. That that will age well. Is it's what I'm true, saying. though. That will age well. Yeah. No. No. What I was gonna say about it is. They will just vote against it just to vote against it. But you're saying it did pass. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of the support for Ukraine has been almost unanimous. So here's what I'm picking up on. The reason to kind of noodle around online on the, on, on the Breitbart sites <laughs> oh, and stuff. No, no, because I'd, I'd love to get a, a sense of what they're doing. You. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. They were all against the $40 billion. They did not want to authorize the $40 billion, the, the right the Breitbart community. And what they kept saying was, we need that money at home. We have inflation. We have high gas prices. Why aren't they spending the $40 billion on Americans? And I keep telling them, are you asking for more socialism? <laughs> like, how do you want the money to be spent? And this woman was like, on Americans. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. Like, specifically, <laughs> how would you like this $40 billion spent on Americans? You know? Well, to lower the price of gas. Well, the president doesn't set the price of gas. Now, if you want to give everyone a $1,500 check in the mail to help pay for their gas, I'm okay with that. But that's socialism. socialism. <laughs> that just that goes against combating inflation, too. It, 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 they, they, they don't get it at all. It is, it, is, it, it is just one of those weird things that just shows the ignorance yeah. of what we're dealing with. You know what we should do is take that $40 billion and build bridges back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Built better than before, even. <laughs> better bridges. Yes. The Build Back Better Bridges plan. Yes. And infrastructure <laughs> in general, maybe. Yeah. We did pass an infrastructure bill, yeah. so that was another good thing that yeah. Biden did. Uh, but well, no, we're, we're I, not getting much credit for that. No, no never will. But, uh, I don't know. Like I was born in the mid '80s, so I kind of missed out on a lot of the USSR and stuff like that. This shit stinks. Yeah, so does <laughs> so Russia. But uh, it absolutely stinks. I, I like the way that Biden is standing up to Putin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I still think that Russia's going to win. Um, I, I, I see a lot of information. I think they're going to take control side. of Ukraine. All of it. No. All of it? I don't think it's going to stop until he does. Remember the shit show <clears throat> prognostication. <laughs> and, 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 and remember all of my prognostications. <laughs> they, they have. Although I think I predicted Biden. I think you might have. Yeah. They haven't shown that they can hold anything. What are you basing this on? The, 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 the U- Ukrainians running out? No, the relentlessness of the invader. Just going to keep invading. Just going to keep on. Uh, just invading. throwing bodies at it? No, actually, more bombs. Just throwing bombs at it. He'll run out of bodies and he'll just continue. They'll run out of bombs. I don't, I don't know if he can run out of bombs. Their bombs don't even hardly work. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's not uh, left-wing propaganda. Oh, well. You know, anytime, anytime I hear stories about Ukraine winning... Are Ukraine winning this battle, or the Russians looking inept in this battle, or this strategy? I my skepticism goes way up, you know, because I think it's what people want. Yeah, and I'll admit I'm definitely seeing one side of it. I'm seeing biased media that's very pro-Ukraine. That's what I mean. But and, there, and there's a ton of it out there, and I just yeah. you know some of the stuff is still mind-boggling though, just how bad their logistics are. Right. So they do suck. <laughs> no, if you think about it. If if Russia was supposed to be what Russia was thought to be, the second strongest military in the world, two weeks, right. it w- would have been like us rolling through Iraq. Yeah, they were talking three days to take Kiev. Yeah, like us rolling through Texas. Yeah, yeah, Texas. Yeah, fucking bomb Texas. Just, <laughs> just hey, into oblivion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just <laughs> that'd be fine with me. Start with Abbott. And just. <laughs> Just focus in on Abbott. <laughs> Blow him right out of his wheelchair. <laughs> no? Okay. Mm. Uh, I don't know how long this goes until other countries get involved, though. Well, you know, I'm kind of getting past the really scary stuff. <laughs> that's what every, everyone was on pins and needles before. Right. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, but, you know, knock on something, right? Like, right. Maybe, you know, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't get into uh, you know false optimism i'm not saying you know march troops into moscow or anything like that but like i definitely think they could push them out of ukraine what if ukraine went on the offense i don't think they will Can, do they have the capabilities no like i don't i don't think they have the capabilities but you know could they have a couple fighter jets you know just you know <laughs> There's been a lot of there's been fly, a, fly on over into Russian territory and you know take out a few things. There's been a lot of things randomly blowing up in Russia. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, is this is this be, is this your 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 government employee IT in the know? <laughs> uh, uh, I cannot confirm or deny. Uh, no, but there was a report like a month ago of a fuel depot. Just across the border into Russia that blew I, up I with about helicopters it. around it. Yeah. And no one knows what it was from. 
I think they were blaming the Russian military. I think Russia said it was just a you know a, a fuel leak and some guy was smoking a cigarette nearby, who looked an awful lot like Chuck Norris. <laughs> uh, I heard it was a, <laughs> I heard it was Biden. Hunter. Uh, Hunter Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, well, he, he works for Ukraine, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, Hunter Biden in a uh, in a in an olive drab headband. <laughs> And, and 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 bandoliers across his chest. And yeah, that's right. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> um, and he had a cape with a with an H on it. Is and he, his laptop. <laughs> is, is he Zorro? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but what's amazing to me is you know a lot of this came about because of. You know, supposed Western expansion and NATO expansion, and now Finland and Sweden are joining NATO. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt like that whole timing thing was weird. Of them joining? Yeah, like I'm cool with it. I, I, yeah, I, I got no objection to it. But it was, it was like, why are they joining now? And why doesn't anyone seem to think that's going to agitate Russia any further? And I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. I'm just talking about like. The optics of it, mm-hmm. right? Not. Well, well, I, it, I I think that they just don't want to deal with the bullshit. <laughs> Putin's bullshit. Yeah. No, no. I mean, bottom line, I I think they just want to okay. be separated from getting sucked into being attacked by Russia. So you don't think they were positioning themselves for this prior to Ukraine? No, especially not Sweden. Yeah, the, I don't know. The, see, uh, see, the, see. the polling for like joining NATO, I looked into the stats on this, for Sweden especially, was super low until February of this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, I kind of felt like like these things must have been in the works for years. I don't think so. You know? I think what came, well... Russia really attacked Ukraine, that you know, because of Western expansion, etc. Quotes around that, and they attacked anyway when Ukraine didn't join NATO. So now these other countries are saying, "Well, if you're just going to attack us anyway, then we're going to join NATO." Kind of like the, you know, the Democrats ought to just say, "What the fuck?" and just do what they want, right? Yeah. <laughs> and not worry about the political aspects right. of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sweden, what has what eight hundred miles of shared border with Russia? I don't know. I know it's a lot. The between Finland and Sweden, it's an enormous well, amount I think of territory. Finland's on the other side. I don't think they're a border country. Yeah, they are. Finland's up top. Oh, up top. All right. Yeah. I think Finland's it's, closer it's, to Russia than Sweden. I got it it's, backwards. No, it's backwards. It's Finland. It's Russia, Finland, Sweden. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. Norway. I Norway. Think. Then. Yeah. I'm not even sure Sweden has a border with them. If it do, they do. It's very little. I just think they don't want the headache. Be- because think about it: if Putin were to take over Ukraine now, you've got Russia bordering. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. fuck, what's next? Fuck that! Yeah, I'll put my thirty friends against them any day. Mm. Why? Why do I want to mess with it? Because think about it: like Sweden, what two hundred years they're neutral, mm-hmm. and now they're changing. Now that all of a sudden huge. they're changing. But I just, I just don't think they want to deal with it. I don't think they want to deal with it either. But I. I think I really, I really think that Putin is a madman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and he's got and, blood cancer. And you what? haven't heard that? No. Yeah, I, I've heard so many different stories about different types of cancer he has. <laughs> Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah about a week. He's, he's looked a bit bloated. Week ago, they were saying he possibly has blood cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, These are just for fun. <laughs> Entertain air quotes for fun <laughs> <laughs> on podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
You guys get it. I wanted to talk about Elon Musk, too, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have the bandwidth. I've got half a beer left. <laughs> it's not going down <laughs> quick. You, you, you I got another 45 minutes, Blotto. I think I may have hit a stop point. Um, all right, go. Well, I, I think the Elon Musk thing is is interesting, but certainly not as interesting as the media is making it out to be. And when I, and when I talked to you guys about it today and said I might want to hit on it, and you kind of thought it was old news... You know, maybe I'm t- attached to my social media more so than 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 you are. Yes. But the Elon Musk thing is hammered every single day. Multiple, multiple, multiple posts. Like, it just, it is a story that will not go away. And it is pretty fascinating. I mean, it's, it's, it's not as good as Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's hearsay. Uh, <laughs> okay, quick poll. Heard camper... Depp can't. Depp. Don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't know either. I'm not 100% Depp I know it's oh. go. I know it's going on, but I know nothing about it. I mean, Depp is winning the, the, the messaging war. Don't get me wrong. They're both crazy people out of their minds, and they should never have <laughs> been together at all. But as far as defamation goes, she pretty much admitted it on the stand. Uh, so as yeah. far as winning this case, I think Depp's going to win it. Is he a good guy? Uh, but he's a better actor. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, what, that's yeah. what's proving out here. That's what's proving out here. He's a better actor on the stand, or not within the, the, the. He's doing a better job of portraying his victimhood than she is of hers. <laughs> I don't know what the truth is. I, I and you know, I, 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 I just, I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I think that uh, what I think putting he can it, act circles around her. I think <laughs> no, but calling this an act is. Uh, so it's kind well, of offensive no, to this whole no. court thing. Well, okay, <laughs> this is maybe better than the Elon Musk story. <laughs> is is do you think he's ever hit her? Yes. Okay. So there 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 is some level of abuse that has happened from both. Yes, absolutely. But this is a defamation case. This is not a this is not a case no. of who hit who. No, 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 no. It, it ties in because it's defamation because she said that she was in an abusive relationship. And he took objection to that op-ed that she wrote saying that she was in an abusive relationship. So so in the discovery part of the trial, was it abusive or not? That that's what kind of comes down. You, and, and and I wouldn't put it past him, or, or, or not him, as because I don't know him. Hmm. I wouldn't put it past that that's what occurred in this situation, given the testimony that I've heard or whatever read, right? And there was abuse kind of on both sides. I mean... I, Part of me says, I hope the judge goes, Johnny, you win one dollar. Either of them are good people, to be honest. I don't know that either of them are emotionally stable enough to be in a relationship. But what this does show is that men can be abused, and yeah. I definitely think she abused him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, I think you're right. At least entertaining. <laughs> it is entertaining. Yes, it shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two people abusing each other. Uh, should, should not be entertained. No, no. But, well, I, you know, but this I, is America, so it is. No, I, I, I complain to Pop Tart occasionally about voyeurism, and and uh, I don't like to be a part of voyeurism, and that's what this is. It's looking into people's personal yeah. lives for your own personal Abs- pleasure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, so, it is. You know, um, and and Elon Musk. Oh, well, hold on. There's a tie here <laughs> between this and. Be, be, between her and Depp and Musk. Okay. Do you know who Amber Heard's boyfriend is? No. It's Elon Musk. Oh, God. 
Did you not know? I did not know that. No. Yeah, her current her current boyfriend, I believe, is Elon Musk. Okay. (laughs) Why? Why not? Yeah, (laughs) because. You ever feel like when the uh, the large hadron collider turned on, that shit just got crazy from here on out? Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm pretty sure now they may have maybe they're done, but I'm pretty sure. All right, well, fact check that and get back with me on episode um, one. Just regarding Elon Musk, I don't care if he buys Twitter or not. I'm not I'm not concerned about him turning Twitter into Reddit. <laughs> that's that's the best explanation I can I can give, right? What, why are you why are you hating on Reddit? Because there are corners of Reddit where you can say whatever you want. Uh it is it is yeah, not, yeah. Reddit is not policed. Uh not as much as it should be. I'll say that. Why do you say that? There are some very, very dark corners of Reddit that should not exist. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But they're dark corners and I don't know if you're ever gonna get rid of those dark corners. And let them be dark. Right? Mm. And 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 Twitter is not dark. I would say that depends on who you follow. Twitter's still out there for public consumption, by and large. As with any social media. Well, no, Reddit is a social media. Yeah, absolutely. And by and large, it's not for public consumption. That's kind of what I mean. Every room, every chat, all those dark corners. That's, that's you know. He might turn Twitter into Reddit. He, he might. But I, I don't see that happening. I don't, I don't, I don't see that process where it, it breaks up. Reddit is mm. like this big sprawling sort of monstrous sort of tentacled thing. Sure. I, I can barely get my arms around what Reddit is. You know, um, did I, I think, did I tell you guys about my son's connection to the Buffalo shooter? <laughs> no, that's that's out of nowhere. But no, he corresponded with him on Reddit. He exchanged comments with that asshole on Reddit three years ago. How, How does he, he remember, remember that? that? <laughs> uh. It's semicolon. Of course, he'd remember that. No, he didn't. Did the FBI contact him? No, 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 no. So after this is yeah, this is a good sidebar here. I saw the Hoover Building, the J Edgar Hoover Building. Yep, FBI headquarters. Um, after he was arrested and um, exposed, right? The, the guy, the Buffalo shooter, they published his Reddit username. Mm-hmm. And as my son explained to me, Reddit usernames are very sacred and you should never be exposed to who you are on reddit it's supposed to be anonymous because he blacked out his username on the thing that he sent to me but i just think he doesn't want you searching his username probably not right you know he's a little communist um but so his friend either must have still been in contact but i think he just remembered that this reddit handle uh jimbo boy exclamation point or jimbo boy triple i Jimbo Boy, B O I I. That is what uh, I forget the shooter's name, and that's good. Yeah, we don't right. need to say his name. Right. So that's what his red handle was. So semicolon gets a screenshot from this guy that he knows called Lord Pigeon Four Four Five, and it says, "When the guy you reply to is a white supremacist mass shooter." <laughs> And then above that is the conversation. And there's there's like a little thumbnail of a meme um, that I really can't blow up large enough to understand. But because it, it, it's like, you know, it's not the actual feed anymore, right? Uh-huh. But it looks like it says, it's a guy like running through a factory or something. And it says, you can't draw, so you add something and 
to get past the sensors or something. It looks like a guy running around. So this guy wrote, Jim Jimbo Boy, who turned out to be a Buffalo shooter three years ago, when you just add a filter and then say that you sketched it to get karma. I don't know any of the context here. And so then my son wrote to him, when you want to make this meme, but you're too inept to figure out how to use a filter, but you're really good at drawing, so you lie and say you used a filter. <laughs> so, so, so my son, man, he, he slaps down Jimbo. <laughs> he does a major slap down of, of Jimbo. That was pretty funny. Not even totally understanding the... I don't know any of it. I don't know any of it. It's pretty funny, though. Yeah. Karma is just the points you accrue on Reddit. Oh, see? We got a guy in the know. Yeah. So he says, when you just add a filter and then say you sketched it to get karma. Yeah. Just up faults. It's 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 Facebook lights. Yeah, okay. All right. To get karma. Okay. And so then do you know what then Semi means when he says, when you want to make this meme, but you're too inept to figure out how to use a filter, but you're really good at drawing, so you lie and say you used a filter. And then here's the here's the meme that is in question. And like I said, you can't really tell what that little meme is. Let me see here. But yes, my son has a connection <laughs> to the Buffalo shooter uh, on social media. Of course media. he does. <laughs> and then... And, and, and when he sent me this, when he sent me the screenshot, he's blacked out his yeah. Reddit ID, and I'm like, "Did you black out your Reddit ID?" And that's when he said to me, "A man's Reddit ID is sacred." I would never tell mine. See, I don't even know what that is. So. Yeah, I barely understand. I've, I've, uh, anyway, I don't know. Fred, did you hear that? We were talking about the connection between Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, and Elon Musk. I never heard that. Now. No, I, I believe Amber Heard is dating Elon Musk. Oh, you're shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe that's her. That's her, Or that could be over now, but yeah. Oh, wow. It's all connected. How does Kevin Bacon fit in with all this? Five more degrees. Five more? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe less. Has, has Johnny Depp and Kevin Bacon ever done a, a movie together? <sighs> well, let's see. Uh, Johnny Depp's daughter was in... Um, <laughs> Kevin Smith was a yoga hoser? Uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Is that the film? Yep. Alright. There's gotta be a way to connect it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How about I'm surprised you even know that movie. But, but, I, I, I love I, that movie. Oh my uh, God. Yoga hoser? Never heard of it. <sighs> no? No. It was it's basically Kevin an Smith excuse movie. for yeah. Kevin Smith to put his daughter in a movie. And... Her doing sidekick yoga. was Johnny Depp's daughter. Yep. Oh. That's, that's all I remember of it. It's those mm-hmm. two doing yoga. So so now Elon Musk, who was traditionally sort of like a liberal kind of guy, has now decided that he finds the, the favoritism of the right that has now sort of co-opted him very comforting. You know, I, I think Elon's always been more of a libertarian. Well, well sure. No, no, liberal capitalism, libertarian, but I don't, I don't really buy into liberal... I mean, it's, it's kind of like Joe Rogan, right? You know, this, I, I yeah. remember I remember Lefty and I sat here when we did an episode 10 episodes ago or so, and we were talking about how Joe Rogan comes out kind of half-ass anti-vaxxer, mm-hmm. and then the right loves it, the left hates it, and so you gravitate to the right, and now all of a sudden you are feeding them red meat as much as you can. You have sold your principles. You've become just, you know, freaking pointless and useless now because 
you know what? These people like me over here, and I know exactly what to say to get them to like me more, and you sell out. And that's all part of Trumpism. And I believe that's what's happening with Elon Musk. You know, Now, now he's saying he's not going to vote Democrat anymore mm-hmm. because Democrats are too woke. This this <laughs> this notion of wokeness, I just, I love it. I, I Honestly, I don't trust anything Elon says. No. At all. No. So I'm only, uh, he's a guy, right? Only follow mm. what he does. Maybe he is. We don't know. But, but only follow what he does. Yeah. Right? Which so, is usually tweet and manipulate markets. That's really all he's really after. And to troll. Yeah. Because it gets him PR. Yeah. And, and he probably is calculating there's no such thing as bad PR. Although... He's finding out that, yeah, maybe there's bad PR. Well, we'll you know, see what happens. As Tesla stocks drop quicker than the market and the SS&P throw them out of the... Do you guys know what the ESG is? No. This actually comes into play with gas prices. Mm-hmm. I've been actually doing some learning. Learning. I, I might, but no. ESG is uh, Environmentally Social Governance. Nope. So this term will come up a lot more in the midterms as we get closer. It's going to be and, a test on it, Fred. Yes. Mm. Remember that. Okay. And there's there, there's kind of two aspects to ESG. There's the governmental sort of policies about ESG, and then there's the societal parts saying we want corporations to be more environmentally and socially conscious. And they get scored on their ESG ratings. So in other words, Disney is nice and woke, and they're trying to be clean energy, and they're trying to be inclusive and all that stuff. So they get higher ESG rating. And there's a lot of um, left-leaning, powerful investing groups that are saying, put your money into ESG groups. Mm-hmm. right? And then there's the Biden administration, who is also kind of trying to say, we want companies to be more ESG focused you know, for the climate, and we want to reward investment into ESG businesses, companies, and policy. That's kind of one of his early EOs, executive orders, was about. And this is one of the things, when you get really into the nitty-gritty of it, that the right wing is blaming Biden for gas prices because he's demonizing fossil fuel companies with this notion of ESG. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, the, and the fossil fuel companies are battling, not really, they're not, they're not when I say they're battling, it's kind of like an internal battle. They're not really battling the government. They're trying to, to decide how, how ESG they should be because a lot of oil and gas companies are also investing heavily into renewable energies. You know, like the wind turbine companies are the same companies that are pumping out gas. You know, a lot of them have bought into the idea of ESG. And what's happening is investors and the gas companies are now using ESG as an excuse. It is nothing more than an excuse to say, Look, we have to raise prices, and we're not we're not we're not adding capacity on fossil fuels because of ESG. Which that's nonsense. Like they could do that. ESG is it's not a um, it's not a cudgel. There's no penalties if you're not really, except for some investors are are looking at it. So Tesla has always been part of the SS&P 500's top ESG companies because they make electric cars. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have thrown Tesla out of the ESG group of the SS&P 500 for good ESG companies because they're saying that it's not just making green cars. You have to be transparent. You have to have a good work environment. It's 
environmental social governance. Mm. And that Musk and Tesla, you're failing on so many other levels here, we're no longer going to give you ESG rating. That's That just happened in, in the last day or two. And this ESG thing, you will hear a lot more about it as gas prices continue to rise or don't go down. So you're saying that Tesla is not woke? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Okay. That's what, bo- what it boils down to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this explains Bitcoin. Because <laughs> I don't get that either. I've never understood Bitcoin. <laughs> never. But does it explain NFTs? Oh. Oh, God. I'd like to hear... I, I, I want Amber Heard to explain the NFTs to me. Oh, then maybe I'll get it. <laughs> You'll get something. Because didn't... Uh, wasn't it... Who was it? Um, Taylor Swift. Uh, it, it was it was some actress that explained NFTs to... I think it was Jimmy Fallon. I think it was Taylor Swift. I've seen the video out there. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch the video, but I remember seeing it. They're frozen and... Yeah, yeah, and meme or whatever, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, aren't they saying that Bitcoin's blown up? Oh, I have no idea. It's imploded. I don't like, understand Like, almost wiped either. off the map. Uh, it's, it's half of its all-time high. Oh, I thought it was even less than that. No, maybe a little bit less, give or take a few percentages. It's, uh, last I saw, 28,000 a coin. Its high was, like, 60-ish. Um, yeah, we, I don't, yeah I don't we were looking at each other like, well, I don't know what that means. $60,000. No, I no, I understood okay. what he said. <laughs> I'm just saying Bitcoin in general. A couple guys I work with, they're all into it, and it's like, you guys are talking some voodoo stuff here. I, Lefty was into it for a while. Good for him. Yeah. Hope he did well. Yeah. I was mining for a while. And what is what what... what 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 should end take? Uh, not just not just whether it was profitable or not profitable. What but what should take on the on the concept? What's my take on the concept? After being an investor, like a miner, like like did you feel like you were only investing in what other people saw value in and not really anything tangible, or did you Man, feel like I, it I, was? Honestly, this could be an entire like culture topic. I'll t- I'll say that much, but. The long and short knobs version of it is I think cryptocurrency is not a scam, but it's also not. <laughs> when you have to say right, that, it's right, bad. Right. <laughs> but it's also not the uh, freedom from regulation and government and big bank that people think it is either. Mm. Because big government and big banks will always regulate forms of currency. Okay. Yeah. And that's what it's supposed to be. Bitcoin is supposed to be deregulated decentralized and once it gets popular and people see the cash flow it's going to be regulated it will be centralized it's just like what happened to gamestop it's just the way (laughs) capitalism works (laughs) remember that yeah Yeah. absolutely i uh i was lucky and broke even on that (laughs) (laughs) all right well, I, I'm crushing a lot of my real estate deals lately, um, but I'm not going to be following knobs on yeah, <laughs> any no, investment. Uh, <laughs> my best investment advice is to uh, just get into a broad ETF. So your, your, your best investment advice has probably been the place you bought. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably done really yeah. well. Especially with global warming, it's going to be you know beachside property in a couple <laughs> years. It'll be great. <laughs> the Chateau des Knobs will be great. All right. Okay, guys, let's wrap it up. We're up there in the longest podcast ever. Um, yeah, we, 2, 2, 2.30. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, really this is what we didn't want to do. 
No, it, 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 it was one of the things that we changed in the format as we started to get longer in the tooth there. But you know, this was a special episode, and, you know, hopefully it was entertaining. And I, 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 I will do a little shout-out here. You know, if you're listening to this episode and you have not listened from the beginning... <laughs> Of Bottoms Up, I highly recommend you do. I probably would only skip over a couple of episodes <laughs> that were that were really bad. <laughs> now, this has been great. I'm glad you guys swung yes. by the studio, so to speak. And um, I think we had a good time. And in appreciate another 99 episodes, I'll, I'll give you guys another shout. Appreciate being included. It was yeah. all sorts of fun. I've been holding off doing an episode just to try and get this together. I've been running probably like almost a month in between mm-hmm. yeah. um you know now we're this is probably like two or two and a half months because of like i said i, I wanted it to happen this way um so i i don't know how much i'll be you know on on a schedule you know, but i'm but i'm still making some kind of payment to soundcloud or something <laughs> <laughs> and you know i still think of it as kind of like this weird i don't, I don't mean to be dark legacy kind of thing like i don't know if my kids or my friends will be listening to this shit when we're gone, but I hope so. Like I, I want it to be sort of that legacy. No, it's, it's, I think that's cool thought. Hopefully, it's more of like uh, those guys were right sort of thing. Well, there's that. Yeah. So far, the only one that's been right has been Fred. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's, it's, again, listening to old episodes, some of our fact checks. There's oh god, you would remember it if I if I if I knew the the exact situation now, but there was one where I had a couple. I had to come back on and say I should know better than to challenge knobs. <laughs> I can't remember what it was either, but yeah, yeah there was one that specifically jumped out there um, in that regard. All right, cool. Well, I couldn't finish my beer. I I didn't either. I I did. It's yeah. still not for me. No, but it's awful. I, I Bottoms up, right. up, guys. Cheers. 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 Yeah. Out. Politics, some culture and craft beer. Politics, and that is why you're here. Politics, bottoms up. <laughs>